Hello, and welcome to episode 141 of Flicks in a Six. I'm one of your hosts, Anthony Costanzo, with me, forever and always, the man, the myth, the time loop yeast, Alessandro Bielsi. Say hello, Al. Happy millionth birthday, dipshit. <laughs> also joining our returning cousin, Gianna Bielsi. Say hello, Gianna. Hi, it's me, again. <laughs> per- perfect. I'm going to turn, sweet- turn the microphone towards her because that's going to be something that needs to happen. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> on this week's episode, we're going to go all in on this year's Emmy nominations, all before diving into our flick of the week, Palm Springs. But first, Al, what are we drinking? We're drinking Trogue's Sunshine Pilsner, which is an independent brewing company. It's handcrafted by the Trogue's Bros. <laughs> 4.5% alcohol by volume. Uh, it says to serve it in a lager glass, which that's helpful information. Huh. Color. Straw slash golden. <laughs> Why did you shout that? Fluid out. I don't see an exclamation 12. point. <laughs> Year round. Hops, Saz, and Herzbrucker. It takes the right ingredients, people, and processes to nail the complex balance of two-row barley, zesty Saz hops, and lager yeast. Secondary fermentation creates natural carbonation that delivers soft notes of fresh-cut straw and Ooh. flowering herbs. In the end... This oh, God, bright- flowering herb would be another great thing to call you. <laughs> it, it would be. In the end, this bright and refreshingly clean American craft pilsner is our go-to when the sun is shining and makes us happy when skies are gray. All right. Does mine have a nice description <laughs> because hard seltzer sucks <laughs> don't you have one ready for when you're done with your beer he does. shut up <laughs> Wait, why didn't you pour right. your seltzer into the glass so that we could clink I, when the clicking time comes i no no i thought we were doing you don't do the thing anymore we go Ksh. no <laughs> and nor have we done it the last like four times you were on the show which things which this thing? Is my third. The. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, Anthony, this is not her only the third time she's this been on the show. This is my third time. I came on for Jurassic World. Correct. Yep. The Shining. Yes. Yeah. Right. Which, by the way, The Shining, we definitely had already moved past. Didn't we do like a Star Wars? Absolutely not. There's no something way or other. No, she wasn't here no? for Star Wars. She was definitely on for those two. There this is your. This I, I feel like this is your fourth. This time. is at least her fourth. There's another yeah. one I'm missing in there. You keep trying yeah. to tell me that I was on for Spider Man, but I wasn't. You were. I wasn't. Oh yeah, you were on for Spider Man. You both say that. Why <laughs> my recollection of being well, your recollection <laughs> has nothing to do with whether or not you were on the show. <laughs> but you went she to the movie with me. Wasted. Then, I, I went to like a good amount of these movies with you though, but I didn't come on for a lot of them. Or no, did you come on for the Birds of Prey? Oh. You definitely came on Birds of Prey. It was Birds of Prey. Which was our last theatrical release that yeah. we've done. So sad. Oh, God. I jinxed it. <laughs> yeah. So sad. Gianna ruined well, the world. I ruined it. She ruined Cheers. The world. Let's try this Pilsner, shall we? Cheers. Gianna's drinking it truly. Truly lemony. This is definitely a Pilsner. That's what it, Yeah, that's what I would expect it to be. That's good. It's the blessing and the curse of a Pilsner, because this is exactly what I expect it to be, and I have nothing more or less to say about it. That's right. Two thuckles. The fingers on the glass. <laughs> oh, gee, wait. Yeah, the la- since the last... <laughs> the fingers on the glass. <laughs> 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 
see, now that you mentioned fingers, that's exactly what I want to talk to you about. We've changed our grading scale. It's no longer two thumbs down, one thumb down, no thumbs, one thumb up, two thumbs up. The grading scale is now split into thuckles. What, what are thuckles? It's the knuckle Half of the thumb. thumbs. <laughs> that's just a knuckle. Well, no, but like, if you that's only put up a half a thumb. I would never do that. Yeah, but if Anthony were to put up, because he likes the half, he hates the half point when we're grading the movies, but he loves right. the half point when we're grading the beers. That's and a fact. And we decided that half of a thumb up to the first knuckle of the thumb is a thuckle. Right. 100%. And then also that we also realized that our grading scale now has nine points. What you grade what? I graded the movie one at a time. No, not the movie. Not the movie. The drink. <laughs> oh, you want me to grade my truly? Well, no. We were just. <laughs> this is a train wreck. <laughs> no, we were. T- <laughs> we were grading the beer, which you're not drinking, admittedly. And Anthony well, said, "I wasn't offered." Mm. Do you want some? I didn't. I drank a lot. I went to the bar and I had a ton of beer. Yeah, which I'm still not pleased with. But oh, well, well, I had a ton of beer and I loved it. That's good. Uh, we were originally, what? when Kim was supposed to be on this episode, going to do an Alzel, and I was going to give you one. That's true. Do you do you want to rest? Th- rest in no, peace, I'm Kim's hand. Really I can give you a little bit of a uh, little bit of this. Two, two <laughs> oh. no, All right, Al. Al, this what? Two what, what do? You- <laughs> <laughs> All right. So when we inevitably open our brewery, <laughs> we're going to have the Al's. It'll be Spin Tune Brewing Company. Al's Ales will be your prestigious line of beers. Then we're gonna have Wait, the Wait, our brewery is gonna have more than one line? <laughs> yeah. Then we're gonna have the Thuckle Ales. And the <laughs> those are gonna be all the ones that don't come out exactly how you want them to. We're gonna label Al's Thuckle. <laughs> and <laughs> Wait, how about this? To make it more <laughs> to make more sense than this. How about it's spinchoon beverages? Because mm. we make both beer and wine. So the Ooh. Al's Ales is under the Subsidi- is a subsidiary of the Spinchoon beverages, and then whatever we call the wine line would it be another thing. Well, well it's 100% called the wine line. <laughs> <laughs> the Spinchoon wine line? Yes. Yeah, of course. That's it. What are we going to rate that in? What's half a toe? <laughs> <laughs> Do toes have thuckles? Tuckles? Tuckles? Little piggies. How many little piggies oh do you rate God. this one? How many little piggies out of ten? <laughs> ten little piggies? There's only five of them, though. Yeah, but there's ten toes. Sure. So two ran home? Two went to the market? Is that where we're going with? I mean, in this day and age, no one's really safe alone, so it makes sense. Why to are two of them the eating roast beef? What? Why are two of them eating roast beef? They're fat. Better question. How come two of them didn't get any? Why are they well not? Why are they sharing? Why are these pigs carnivorous? That's a great question. Why are you it's carnivorous? Meat? Oh, I love meat. <laughs> God. Uh, all right, two thuckles, a thumb. You feel the same way? Yeah, I agree. It's just it's a it's it's good. It's fun. It is a perfectly acceptable pilsner. I think you and I were talking at the beach we were. about how. We were definitely talking on the beach about how we don't necessarily prefer to drink with food. Wine, yes, but not really like cocktails or whiskeys or things like that. Well, specifically what we had been talking about when my brother, our brother, Dominic, uh, mm. frequent peanut gallery member of the show and occasional co-host, 
was mentioning that he'd gone to a mixology class and a class that taught about pairing drinks with food. And I said that while I will have the occasional cocktail with very specific meals, I don't like just plain whiskey with a meal. I like right. beer. I like a wine. Okay. Oh, you did say you like beer with it. I wasn't sure if you were if you were down with the beer with the with the meal. No, I drink beer or wine with most dinners that I eat. Um, sure. What I don't necessarily drink is a glass of whiskey. I'd like to I'd like to finish my glass of whiskey, then have dinner. Then have your dinner. So it's I, whiskey, our steak, and a liter of beer, followed by more whiskey. Listen, this is my perfect. Let's call it a Friday night. Um, we have okay. whiskey. We have whiskey. Sure. We go to Arthur's. Right. We have our steak with beers. We go sure. home. Cherry peppers. Cherry peppers and roasted potatoes. If, French onion Unfortunately, soup. not available, but maybe you bring your own gorgonzola. Oh, yeah. That would <laughs> that would make something perfect into something heavenly. Um, oh. Roasted potatoes, of course. Uh, French sure. onion soup. Of course. Um, have that with beer. Garlic then bread. We go- there's garlic bread involved, isn't there? I feel like there's always garlic bread there. Oh, we have ordered garlic bread. Oh, we've right. ordered it. That's right. That was a Damien. That was a Damien choice. Yes, and, Damien uh, added that to the mix. Yes, I appreciated mm. that as well. Then we go back and have more whiskey. Maybe get into some Jackbox.tv. Maybe get sure, into some, maybe sure. get into some Archer, depending on what the group is. Hundred percent. And then, what's that card game that I enjoy playing at your house? Uh, card game. The one that's like the I don't want to say medieval per se, but kind of like the like oh, the one with the um, the tabletop like, where we roll the die that. It's yeah, like the, the yeah, little the, chest, that little dungeon crawler thingy. Yes, that yeah, was yeah, kind that of D and D type tabletop game. That's right. That's right. We got into that. Drunk we played that for hours. We did. I don't know what it's called. It's in the I other wish room. You carried a purse. Wait, no, we played that at his house. No, I'm just saying. I wish you carried a purse because I know for a fact that any restaurant you went to, there'd be like you'd open up your purse and there'd be like gorgonzola. Yes. Sriracha. I would never <laughs> ever carry a purse, but. If, if I, I were did, gonna carry a purse. <laughs> I just think it would be very helpful for you. It would to be. It would be to bring gorgonzola cheese and butter to Arthur's to put the gorgonzola and butter on our steak. I'm just. I wish it was like. Could <laughs> you imagine? Have you heard us talk about our steak? No, I've heard you talk about your eggs. My eggs. Yeah, or your hash. Oh, the corned beef egg. hash, yes. You have eggs? Oh, that is good. With your jalapenos. Yes. Yeah. I've heard about that. Anthony That's loves that. My, my favorite... My favorite. I love that. The waitress loved it. It was great. Yes. <laughs> Both times. <laughs> we, we, was that when we were doing a Star Wars? That was when... Uh, back. Was, so, uh, some of you probably don't remember this. I know that uh, you know we're getting there up, up there in the years. We used to be able to do this thing where we would go places. Mm-hmm. Public and, places. <laughs> right. Indoor public places. other people there. Um, which is funny because then we would complain about the other people. Yeah. But now there's a, there's a certain longing for being able to complain about them. Correct. And, <laughs> no, but yeah, it was, uh, I believe it was, yeah, actually I'm pretty sure it was both, no, it was Star Wars and Logan. Those were the two. I'm pretty sure those were the two situations where we had corn, where you ordered the corned beef hash and asked for the extra jalapenos cut up in it. Both times the waitress was like. Yes. <laughs> well, I've, I've done it every time since that first time. I always recall a specific first time. I believe it was when, was it when we saw Rogue One, I want to say? Yes. Yeah, it was the early days. 
So back when we would do well, three we, movies per episode. <laughs> wait, was it? No, maybe it wasn't Rogue One then, because it was whichever one it was. Maybe it was the Last Jedi. Because oh, you know what? It was probably the Christmas special. No, no, no. no. <laughs> it must have been the Last Jedi because it was early Saturday morning when we were going to see a second viewing. So it must have been sure. Last Jedi. Okay, that's fair. So we saw Last Jedi. Jay, this is also for you. Stop doing that. (laughs) (laughs) So we went to see The Last Jedi on Friday night at like 7 or 10 o'clock or whatever it was. As we do. We all saw it together. We discussed. We did an instant reaction episode. Went to sleep late in the evening. Like 1, 2 in the morning. Woke up at like 6.37 in the morning. This me, right. and Ant- me and Anthony went to the diner to eat something before seeing a second viewing of the movie before recording our actual full formal episode. Went to the diner. Both of us. I mean, we had some drinks for sure, but we, I wouldn't really call us hungover. But there no. was some drinking. And there, it, was more of that, it was more of that like, yeah, it was the exhaustion hangover. It, it was, was the exhaustion there, there was of no like sleep involved. F- you know, a full Friday movie. Right, riding Late high the Millennium Falcon through the night. Yeah, adrenaline, it's... talking it out. Wake up after like four and a half, five hours of sleep, and then, and then we went to the diner in the morning quite early. We were both groggy. Ordered coffee before she could even ask, and then she comes back for food orders, and we're sitting there. And I let Anthony order, and he orders what he was ordering. I don't remember what it was. Usually, you order. Some it was sort not of nearly as memorable. Usually you order some sort of omelet. I know you've ordered a Western omelet a few times. I, go, I usually go Western with chi. Yeah. yeah. That's <laughs> so I'm going to order my standard diner order. And it's, okay, two eggs, corned beef hash. Scramby eggs. Yeah, yeah, two eggs scrambled. <laughs> corned beef hash, rye toast, which always got to be what you go with. Mm. And she goes, okay. And she was like, and, I'm, and I was like, hang on a second. <laughs> Can a stroke you, of genius. Stroke of genius. <laughs> can you please have them dice up some jalapenos and put it in the corned beef hash? And she goes, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> and then Anthony goes, ooh. <laughs> she goes, the only way that could have been better is if she said, I like your style, kid. <laughs> and, <walked laughs> <You're right. away. laughs> and, and she's like, I can have them do that. And Anthony goes, Man, I kind of wish I had that. <laughs> it's like that sounds really good. <laughs> oh man, one day I'll go to a diner again, and I'll order that. <laughs> you got to dream big, guys. Uh, shall we get into some? Well, I was gonna say news and nuggets, but we don't have those. Shall we get into some Emmy talk? Yes, please. All right. Well, I guess Al, I don't take know. Take it I'm away saying. because I actually, I purposely, I thought since you know you're gonna run this segment, you pretty much. Uh, this show, this show just evolves over time, and it's just become the point where Al just runs News and Nuggets now. I, if I have something, I'll add it in, but it's it's his it's his show. <laughs> well, I don't I don't like it to feel like that exactly because you are the showrunner in that regard. But, sure, but it gives me like ten minutes to just kind of chill and listen. You will sure. Um, sure. I do know that in recent times I have hijacked this whole, whole because I have more of the News and Nuggets. Um, That's right. In regards to the Emmys, I suppose we've both looked at who was nominated, but I was the one who pitched that we do it. Uh, mm-hmm. This was also with Kim in mind because she seemed super excited to talk about Emmys the other day. Uh, Gianna will probably be less enthused to talk Emmys. 
I watch a lot of TV, so maybe. Chad <laughs> yeah, is like, what is a TV? What is this TV you speak of? No, she just got a new TV, so. Oh, you did? You guys have anything, anything good? What'd you get? I don't know. What I get? Sick. I don't know. What'd you get? I mean, she got a 4K smart TV. I don't remember what brand it was. It's nice. It has cool. a Netflix button on the remote. <laughs> it has a Netflix button. Yes. I guess that's, that's really all you need. That is all you need today. Hey, uh, quick segue before we get into this amazing, uh, what we're watching. I started Dexter. It's about time. Really? Yeah. I like that. It's good. <laughs> it's really good. <laughs> I like it. First four like seasons it. are a masterpiece. Mm. The rest of it is still quite enjoyable of varying degrees of quality. So just before we started, I was I was a few minutes late because we were wrapping up an episode and uh, oh, is that it's an older it's yeah it's an it's an older show so I don't really feel bad about talking about the scene in the tenth episode of the first season, but uh, it it cracked me up and it is Dexter swings a frying pan at another man and hits him in the head. Uh, it is an emotional move that he makes, and the camera pans to his face and he just makes like that shocked like teeth grin. <laughs> Yeah, and I was like, "That's perfect," because <laughs> the model, the the voiceover is how he's not supposed to get emotional. <laughs> Wait, you start when? When was this in the chronology? This is the tenth episode of the first season. Oh, okay. Because that I thought that was actually a second season thing, but that's funny. Um, who did, who was it that he hit again? Paul. The, pa- Paul. I think his name is Paul. Oh yeah, the um, it was Rita's, uh, Rita's ex husband. Okay. Yeah, I thought that was actually a second season thing. That's what, I, so okay. So I'm remembering the exact right moment. I thought that was in the second. Yeah, because it's the a right scene. It's a good. Rest, it's, a, it's a good show. It's a really, really good like, show. I'm excited to see where it goes. Even like I said, I've, especially I've been told to, to to temper my expectations. I'm still excited to see where it goes. <laughs> no, you can let your expectations run wild for the first four seasons. Um, okay. After that, it's often fun. It's sometimes good. It's not always great. Gotcha. I think gotcha. I know what the fourth season is, and I think that's the only season I've ever like sat down and actually watched fully. The fourth season is the one with the killer who does things in triplets. Yeah. So, so there's this weird phenomenon while I've been watching it where there are entire episodes that I've seen, but I never watched the show. Oh, it's funny because I thought when we have talked about it in the past that you said you have never seen any of it. I didn't think I had, and now I'm trying to figure out when it was, because, like, I mean, I must have seen, I've seen things to the point where I was like, a certain character is introduced for the first time very briefly, and I'm like, I know he did it, <laughs> and I don't know why. <laughs> well, and then, Kim has watched the whole show. She has, but she was, that was, it was years ago, and she was, she was living at home at the time. So the only thing that I could think of is that maybe my old roommate was watching it and I was in the room. Oh, is Michael Warren a Dexter fan? I'm, I don't know. I'm going to have to ask him. But I like, I mean, so far there's been two to three entire episodes that I remembered the whole thing. In the first season. Interesting. In the first season. Very bizarre. And they're not like, it's not like the first episode. It was like the fourth, <laughs> the seventh, the, like the ninth. I don't know why. Very bizarre. Yeah, anyway. that is that is kind of random. It's funny. The first season is great. Uh, it's also the season that Dexter is the hardest character to actually get a good hold on because he's mm. not really a human being in the first like six episodes of the first season. 
mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. to be fair, he is an intelligent psychopath, so he's technically sure. not exactly a normal human being. Oh man, there's that whole scene where he's in the therapy session and he confesses and that got me. I think that's when he becomes a character. That's the one with uh, what's his name? Who plays that that therapist? The therapist, the killer. He directed the previous episode. Really? Of the, and he is also the president in Scandal. Well, I wouldn't know that, but he <laughs> he was. The, I have random facts for you. Would you like was, some more? <laughs> he was the bad. He was the bad guy in Ghost, and okay. he was also the voice of Tarzan in Tarzan. Oh, uh, yeah. Yes, there. that one. Uh, I can't. No. I, I can't remember his name. But that's uh-huh. it. Cool. Yeah, that was that was a good episode. He's though. the one who was forcing his patients to kill themselves, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's him. Gentle nudging. Uh, not a gentle nudging. A, a, a nudging. <laughs> <laughs> a pretty forceful nudging. <laughs> a pretty forceful nudging. They have he, a very he high killed, success he killed his patients. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get to these Emmy nominees. What do we got? Okay. Um. So. We're probably not going to go through every one of these um, categories because there's too many of them and they don't all matter. So I will Damn. just omit the ones. The one it's like whose line? What'd you say? I've only watched one. Oh. The- Fair enough. Um, so this is for Outstanding Drama Series. Uh, okay. Better Call Saul, The Crown, The Handmaid's Tale, Killing Eve, The Mandalorian, which is truly shocking, huh. Ozark, <laughs> Stranger Things, and Succession. Ooh, okay. Ooh, is there anything in there that stands out that it shouldn't be in there or should be in there? Oh, isn't? 100%. I adore The Mandalorian. No. Correct. <laughs> We're in agreement. We both love the show. It does not deserve to be amongst the outstanding drama series. I heard I, good things about Handmaid's Tale. Never seen it. Same, same. I hear, I hear good things about that as well. I haven't watched it, though. So I can't... I, uh, I can't necessarily say whether or not it should be in there, but I will say the two of those that I am definitely interested in, obviously Better Call Saul and Stranger Things. Um, until you said Stranger Things, for me, it was hands down Better Call Saul. But uh, I really like Stranger Things. I love Stranger Things. Do you watch it? Yeah. I do not. Oh, it's so good. I kind of make a pointed like oh, decision because it's, not to uh, watch it. it forces like, the retro theme down <laughs> no, no. Oh, that's exactly oh man! What is, no, 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 no! If you're gonna do it, uh, and that's you've been fair. you've been bumped, Al. Gianna is the new co-host. That's exactly of what he said to me when I told him I liked the show. I did. Yeah. Is, did he say it like that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. you're closer. You're getting closer. What is my catchphrase? <laughs> weaponized nostalgia. Oh, weaponized that's nostalgia. Whatever. <laughs> it's still good. <laughs> well, our cousin Mike. Hey, Mike. Mike Mike knows enough to that he actually like has called it back to me, and I was like, you know what? Fair enough. Does he want like mm. anything either? No, he watches it, but he also agreed with my assessment. No, I like. It. Okay, yeah, I'm with you, G. I like it as well. I'm not saying that you can't like it. I'm just saying that. Oh, it's... you weren't going to change my mind, but I think they <laughs> wasn't trying to. Um, but. <laughs> <laughs> Regardless of whether or not you guys enjoy the show, and I don't begrudge you guys liking the show, uh, it's not your fault. Uh, the drug dealers have um, have given you the supply. Uh, <laughs> I don't think I don't think that Gianna can necessarily be nostalgic for it. It's, I'm not because I wasn't alive during that. Yes, she can still be nostalgic for it because we watched the Goonies a lot when she was uh, younger. Maybe. Okay, all right, that's fair. <laughs> Um, 
I feel like you actively dislike, you actively don't want to like the show, but you didn't actually watch it. Correct. That's the all. The last fair. episode. That's all. That's all. That's season. all fair. <laughs> yes. No. I. I. I'm pretty sure that I have explicitly said that in the past. <laughs> It's so good. Whether or not it's on the show or, uh, or not, like I'm, I am like 99% sure that I have said uh, whether or not the show is any good or whether or not right. I would end up liking it, I have chosen on principle not to watch it. Got it. You, you, you made an interesting stance. Yes. Yeah. Very weird thing to have such a strong opinion about, but all right, you have it. Listen, Netflix has the algorithm, and I, I endeavor to hold back from the algorithm whenever I can. <laughs> I've never heard Handmaid's Tale, but it sounds like it's very worthy of this. Although I've heard it seems that way. A couple of seasons. I don't. I don't know much about it at all. But I hear. I've I feel like that'd it. be a good vote if we were doing like a bracket thing. I feel like that would be a good choice. Yeah. Uh, Killing Eve. I have also heard excellent things about that. I actually really do want to watch. I haven't gotten around to it yet. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, Ozark. I don't want to watch because it feels like a Breaking Bad ripoff and. Uh, some of the people who I read and or listen to have said that as well, and that confirms my belief on it, so I also will not be watching that show. Gotcha. I gave that one a chance, and it, it just didn't hook me. Yes. Okay. Ozark, I refused to watch because too many people said it was so good, and I was like, I don't know. I'm, but like people my age, and they don't really have good opinions. On it. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> That is that is kind of an awesome response. Dominic really uh, likes that show. Um, I've, well, I'm there you sure go. Case in point. I'm, I'm sure kidding. I'm kidding. Peanut Gallery. I didn't mean it. No, I'm sure it's good. No, but there are plenty of things that are just good or just fine that don't sure. need to be nominated for outstanding. There are two shows here that stand out for me specifically from what I've watched, and that's Succession and Better Call mm-hmm. Saul. Both would be in- exceedingly worthy winners. Both those shows are. So very excellent. At uh, some point or another, Better Call Saul needs the recognition because the show gets better every season, like significantly better, I feel like. Correct. And so did Succession. The first season was excellent. The second season was even better. Um, and I've heard great things about The Crown, actually. Um, mm-hmm. Never watched any of it. I only know a very little bit about it. I know it's had a tremendous cast to play the different characters throughout the the years that it covers. Um but I have never actually watched it, so I don't have an actual opinion of my own. But I've I've heard that it's very good. Well, all right, okay. So you're making so G is your is your assumed pick? My vote is Hand, Handmaid's Tale. Handmaid's Tale. Al, what are you going with? My, are we doing the it. Are we doing prediction pick? Is that what well, well, yeah. What do you want? What do you think? How about um, that? I would want Better Call Saul to win it for the legacy pick, and also because it's deserving. Was that its last season? No, there's one more season to come. Um, My guess would be Succession, actually. Okay. And Gianna, what do you want to win versus you you think Handmaid's Tale is going to win? What would you want? I think Handmaid's Tale is going to win because I hear stuff everywhere and I feel like that's the only one that I can really think of that would win. But Mm -hmm. Stranger Things is the only one I've watched. So I had to vote for what I wanted that because I've always Okay, cool. I would like Stranger Things to win. I think Killing Eve is going to win. Interesting. We have a lot of different answers. Yeah. We've pretty much covered it. Yeah, we have. If um, we're all wrong, I think we need to retire. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because we, 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 we Sorry, proposed six different shows oh. on there. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to do the, the vote for this one. 
Okay, oh. so the outstanding comedy series. Well, Sophie's Choice action for Gianna over here. Yeah. Right? Well, thankfully, none of them is as depressing as Sophie's Choice in the outstanding mm. comedy series. Um, Curb Your Enthusiasm, Dead to Me, Insecure, Schitt's Creek, The Good Place, The Kaminsky Method, The Marvelous Miss Maisel, and mm. what, what We Do in the Shadows. Nice. Nice. Uh, Schitt's Creek has a tremendous movement behind it. Yes. Uh, a very valid movement. It was so good. Uh, a deeply is, passionate fan base. It is not only my pick, but it's also what I think will win that category. Oh, interesting. Uh, it's common for final seasons of shows to win things. Because they don't have the next chance. And yes. also, this didn't get the recognition earlier when it deserved it either. Yeah, that often happens with legacy picks where it's like, oh, wow, mm-hmm. this show was around for four or six or seven years or whatever, and we loved it every year. We never rewarded it, and this is our final chance to reward it, so let's do it. I mean, I'm, I'm only slightly torn because I, I think The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel is like an insanely good show, but there's going to be more. Okay. Um, I still haven't got around to watching that. I am curious to watch that. Um, this one, I guess, technically I've watched... Yeah, I've watched more of because... I've watched all of Curb. I've watched all of Shits Creek. I've watched all of What We Do in the Shadows. I'm curious mm-hmm. to see that you have mentioned The Good Place at all. Mm-hmm. I, lo- I really like it. I don't think uh, particularly the, I, the last season was a nice little bow, but it wasn't it wasn't the show at its peak. Okay. Gianna? Um, I love Dead to Me. I love Shits Creek. Mm. But I, I also do love What We Do in the Shadows. I, it's something I haven't there's of. there's a chance for an upset there that could win because there's got that's it's been getting really a lot of talk good. lately. I didn't expect it to be so good, but I watched mm-hmm. a few episodes with you and everything that I've seen of it, like I've I've been like hysterical laughing a lot. Gianna the relentless because she never <laughs> relents. <laughs> because she never relents. <laughs> yeah, that's the one that you're gonna have to actually sit down and watch. I all actually the think I might like because there's a lot of your shows that like I just watch bits and pieces of it. I'm like I, I I'm good with it. But what I've seen, mm-hmm. but like I actually kind of want to watch all of it because it's actually really funny. She sat down with me to watch the Superb Owl episode. Oh, that was so good of the second season of What We Do in the Shadows, and it was the first exposure she had in in earnest of. I think maybe I might have shown her one or two clips before that. Okay. Um, and she actually watched like the whole episode, and she was like, "This is actually really fun." <laughs> How I know I really liked it is I don't think I really picked up my phone that much. Ah, and nice. I know they're short episodes, but I'm still one to like distract. So that's going to be my pick for what will win. Um, I would be pretty equally happy with either that or Curb winning. Uh, I love Chits Creek as well. It's funny because the very finale of that final season, the last like two or three episodes, like they were good, but it, I don't know why it didn't like 100% click and resonate for me like they, huh. it was good final season was good but it just felt a little rushed at the end for whatever reason I, maybe it was because they like kind of fast forwarded at the end through the wedding okay it felt like shit's great oh. did i not finish that you didn't oh. you did not watch oh. that season yet no. i think i actually the other day i tried to and then i fell asleep. not saying that it's not good i'm just i can pulse it um i've heard insecure is really good um wait so you're the only one who's watched dead to me tell us us about that to me love dead to me but it's very 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 dark oh oh kim watched that 
That's the one with, uh, is it Christina Applegate and... Um, Linda Cardellini? Linda yes. Cardellini. Yeah, Very she good. liked that show. I Very think she, she liked that show and then saw what category it's in and she went, what? <laughs> I, I forget that it's a comedy just because it is so dark. Yeah. But, like, it is also really funny, but I just mm-hmm. I feel like I would have done Because it's, is it just, is it a comedy drama? Is that what it is? Dramedy. A dramedy? Mm-hmm. Well, I think it would have done better in drama. <laughs> I don't know. I obviously have never seen it, so I can't speak to it. Um, but it's really, really good. It got that was like one of the shows that, like, when it got put out on Netflix, like the next day, it had already gotten like confirmed for another season. Mm. Yeah, Netflix tends to do that. They kind of uh, usually know ahead of time what they're planning on renewing or not. It was not. really good, though. I liked it. But this feels like a pretty mm. strong category overall. I really, I would really root for what we do in the shadows. That show is really impressive for what it's mm-hmm. been the, the first two seasons. It's incredibly clever in how stupid it is. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just a good time. I thought both to Shit's Creek because like, cool. I, that was very underrated for like such a long time. Yeah. Because you had, you hadn't heard of it for a long time. I was aware of it at the beginning. I just didn't realize how popular it was at first. I didn't realize that was going to be any good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Cool. So next we have Outstanding Lead Actress in a Comedy Series. Christina Applegate in Dead to Me. Rachel Brosnahan in The Marvelous Miss Maisel. Linda Cardellini in Dead to Me. Catherine O'Hara in Schitt's Creek. <laughs> Issa Rae in Insecure. And Tracy Ellis Ross in Blackish. That's tough. They have the two leading ladies going. We're going to see a lot more of that later because in I think it's supporting actor for a drama series... Succession has three actors. Oh my god! <laughs> I uh, this one's tough. I Rachel Brosnahan kills it in that show, um, and I would I, I'd be totally satisfied with her winning. However, Moira Rose <laughs> needs an Emmy. <laughs> her Ertlinger's fruit one. <laughs> <laughs> Listen. To their cause. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, she's so great in the Crows Have Eyes three. <laughs> I was, uh, I, I mean, we've done it a couple of times on the show. We've, I've done it many times outside of the show, but every single time I think of or hear that line from the final season when they're yeah. doing, they're cutting the promo for Crows Have Eyes three. And you better not look them in. Them. <laughs> no, no. See, that's the most important part of it is they get the grammar wrong in the promo. It's the crows have eyes, and you better not look them in it. Yeah, that's right. That's right. I will say that uh, if she doesn't get an Emmy for this, she does deserve a Nobel Prize for the way that she pronounces baby. Bebe. <laughs> And what is to be done about the bed? I'm always calling the dogs the bed now. <laughs> uh, I don't have much of an opinion on this category because I've only seen Catherine O'Hara and Chiss Creek. Mm-hmm. Um, I think she should win because I, I, the other two are not as funny as she. There was, there's only one issue that I have with with this, uh, and I'm going to have the same issue with uh, actor. I appreciate the recognition, but I think that uh, Eugene Levy and Ka- what's Catherine o- O'Hara? Is that it? Yes, correct. 
Uh, they they are, I, in my opinion of the show, they, I feel like they're more the supporting roles and David and Alexis are more the leads. But That is true. That in general, I would agree. It, it feels like a season by season thing. Mm. And it did feel a little bit like Alexis took a bit of a back seat in this season. Didn't she win a Grammy? She nominated any <laughs> Grammy stuff? Uh, no, she was nominated nah, for, nah, for nah, Best nah, New nah, Song. Nah, yes. nah. <laughs> for a little bit of Alexis. <laughs> awesome. Cool. Um, I'm, I wish I had more to say on this category, but I do not. Uh, outstanding lead actor in a comedy series. Anthony really? Anderson, Blackish. Don Cheadle, Black Monday. Ted Danson, The Good Place. Michael mm. Douglas, The Kaminsky Method. Eugene Levy, Schitt's Creek. And Rami Youssef in Rami. Eugene Levy. Like, why Why not? What's- well, it seems like they've made a concerted he, He's effort. up for supporting, isn't he? Uh, I'm not sure. We'll, we'll see when we get there. But, uh, yeah, I... Uh, it's funny. I I love 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 Shit's Creek. It's it was one of my favorite shows of this this season. And since Kim got me into the show, uh, I love Eugene Levy. But Ted Danson in The Good Place is masterful. He is <laughs> unbelievable, and he gets my vote just far and above anybody. <laughs> it's funny because I never really thought much of Ted Danson. Not, not that I strongly disliked him. But I wouldn't say that I strongly liked him either. Uh, most of my exposure to him really has been in Curb, where he mm-hmm. plays a fictionalized version of himself. Sure. Uh, he was good on Fargo. He's kind of playing a cop on the end of his career, like towards retirement. And there was a little bit of comedy for him to mine in that role. Would you say he's too old for this shit? Yes, he was. <laughs> he was in the uh, Danny Glover mold of being a little too old for this shit. Got it. But got uh, it. he was good in that role, but a little bit kooky. Mm-hmm. You know, he's That's playing the kooky old man. Sure, he's good kook. Yeah, definitely is. Uh, no, he he um he really cracked me up in the Good Place. Uh, specifically, the first off, he gets to play a different character every season which is cool. The way that he, the way that his character evolves, he gets to really change it up. So that was really? one thing that was awesome. Uh, secondly, there is a point in the show where he does a maniacal laugh, which is up there for Nobel prizes. <laughs> it's his maniacal laugh and baby. Those two things <laughs> deserve uh, some prize to themselves. Uh, but uh, yeah, he's, he's just, there's just something super charming about him in the, in that show. And he, he just delivers in every scene that he's in. There's a one in particular, a line that I would really like to incorporate into my everyday life where there is a person that is being belligerent. He's being talking about politics and he's just an asshole and turns to Ted Danson's character. And he goes, Oh, I'm not part of this. And he walks away. And I just want to employ that. (laughs) In regular conversation. <laughs> that that calls to mind the time you mentioned to me where you were at, I believe, some sort of work function, party, mm-hmm. whatever, and you were trying to speak to someone who I, I want to say was maybe your boss, uh, and you s- tried to start a thought, and he immediately disregarded you and started talking to someone else, and you just said, I'll go yep. fuck myself then. Yep. <laughs> I've done that. I've been known to do that. 
Uh, it's it's at that point where you know they're not listening, so it's fine. Yeah, although fuck is usually a word that when uttered, other people tend it gets to registered. It, yeah, it registers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, huh? I want to know what's going on over there. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, uh, I'm pretty sure it was the CEO of one of the companies I worked at. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's it, you know, it's fine. You could be you could be where you're at, but uh, if you're an asshole, you're an asshole. So, um, there's that. I'm gonna. <laughs> well, true. True. I'm gonna guess for this category that Eugene Levy wins it. Uh, he. I think so. Won he, some sort of lifetime achievement award the he, other day. Yeah. He, mm-hmm. like, broke down while it was being awarded to him. It was a really sweet moment, and I imagine that sort of groundswell of popular support. Will he's so he's him. so good. He really is. He's such a cutie guy. He is. <laughs> <laughs> he just seems like a great, nice old guy. Yeah. Yeah. Ah. All right. We have Outstanding Lead Actress in a Drama Series. Uh, Jennifer Aniston, The Morning Show. Mm-hmm. Olivia Colman, The Crown. Jodie Comer, Killing Eve. Laura Linney, Ozark, Sandra O, oh, Killing Eve, and Zendaya in Euphoria. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Is it Zendaya? Are you sure? I think so, yeah. I thought it was Zendaya. I thought, I thought it was Zendaya also. I thought it was Zendaya. Can, can, can you go over those one more time? Sure. Jennifer Aniston, uh-huh. Olivia Colman, Jodie Comer, Laura Linney, Sandra O, oh, and Zendaya. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's, I feel like someone's missing. Are you sure you got everybody? Well, I'm reading them. <laughs> I thought you were going to pick up on this. <laughs> oh, yeah, sorry. <laughs> Considering I have been amongst the forefront of the movement, sorry, you're you're absolutely correct. Uh, the fact that Ray Se- Seahorn is again snubbed yeah. in this category. Again, mm-hmm. I stress. Yeah, is she's, uh, she is my pick and also who I think is going to win. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, the write-in uh, candidacy will be strong. It's it is actually at this point an active running joke. I can't claim that the nominating body of the Emmys is a part of the joke because there's just no possible way. Mm-hmm. She has trans. The, ol- the, the only way to to make it that they are a part of the joke is if they have her present the award. <laughs> <laughs> I have to imagine she wouldn't. Like, <laughs> so Ray Seahorn plays Kim Wexler on Better Call Saul. Oh, she is incredible. She has been incredible for like four of the five seasons of the show. In the first uh, season, her not being incredible, in my opinion, is nothing to do with her own performance right. and just the fact that she was like a bit part kind of like a supporting actress and because she has been so excellent and the character is so interesting and so integral to the run, like what's going on in the show, she has become so important to the point where she is now one of the main characters. When she right. Never, like, is the show about you? <laughs> well, to the point where me and Anthony have discussed um, that the show is actually about her as Anthony uh, recalled when the season and the most recent season ended my call before that season started that this show was actually going to be about her breaking bad. And it does seem to have been paying off that way. Mm -hmm. She is excellent. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it it, like, yeah, yes. In the, in the majority of the show, but hell yes. In this last season. Yeah. Well, I mean like fine. First season, small role, very good seasons two and three. Excellent season four, even better season five. And yeah. for her to not be in this list, I mean, 
I, it, it feels like kind of a joke that Jennifer Aniston was nominated for this. Um, I did want to watch that show. I never watched the show, to be fair. What I heard about the show was that it wasn't particularly great. It was a show that was trying so very hard to be prestige just to get Apple TV the notoriety. Right. And so it doesn't feel fair to hold that against her. Maybe she was great. I don't know. I've never really thought of her as a great actress. She's fine. Mm-hmm. She feels like the obvious choice to knock off this list for Ray Horn. Mm. Olivia Coleman, obviously excellent, won an Oscar last year or the year before, whenever it was. Sure. So she's like I'm, always on the list. I feel like she's just got, got a permanent slot on nomination lists. Yeah, for the last two or three years. So I'm just mm-hmm. going to assume that her nomination is justified. Uh, sure. Jodie Comer, Comer and Sandra Oh have both been um, receiving a ton of critical praise since the start of Killing Eve. So again, I'm, whether you want to call it legacy or not, the two of them, I just assume that they are warranted to be on this list. I've heard sure. Laura is great in Ozark, and so that's great. And uh, our own friend of the show, occasional co-host, Gary, has raved about Zendaya. Zendaya, Zendaya I've heard know. really good things about Euphoria, but I haven't gotten around mm, to it. Same. same. I've wanted to watch it. So, again, I am inclined to leave her on there. I, In general, mm-hmm. I'm kind of a, a fan of what I've seen of her so it. far. Same. No, I'm just talking about, like... My gut feeling that I have no reason to have. Yeah, she's not going to... Well, I'm just talking about people who, on this list, who deserve to be on this list. But furthermore, though... Yeah, as if I. Um, But furthermore, I am pretty sure that they can extend up to eight nominations. So... Why is Ray Silhorn not on there? Oh, man. (laughs) Well, I guess if if you're... God, I'm making a lot of noise. If there, <laughs> uh, if I'm forced to pick from this list, um, because I, I, I do think that she should have been on it and should win, but um, I I haven't seen the show, but I do I I, I agree. I also like uh, Zendaya. Zendaya again, not sure. Uh, this is a Gadot situation. Am I crazy? Um, we need a, we need a YouTube video. Uh, but uh, so she'll be my pick uh, for who I want to win. But um, I do think that Sandra O oh will probably take it. Interesting, interesting. Um, I've heard she's been really great. I'm going to go with her to win. I do really want to watch that show. I almost started it a few months ago, and I ended up picking something else in its place. It's still amongst the top of my queue to watch in the coming months. Um, Yeah, I don't really have anything else new until Fargo finally comes out in September, I want to say. Okay. Um, outstanding lead actor in a drama series, Jason Bateman, Ozark, Sterling K. Brown, This Is Us, Steve Carell, The Morning Show, Brian Cox, Succession, Billy Porter, Pose, and Jeremy Strong, Succession. Hmm. I, um... Do you still watch This Is Us? I do. I really like him. Uh, I don't think... I'm trying to remember, but I don't think that this past season was one of the ones where I've been like, oh, 100% him. Like, I would, like, like usually I'd be like, I'm all for picking him. I would be all for picking him for the slot. But I, there was just, I feel like it might have, I, I, I think previous seasons were a better choice. Um, Is that show ending soon? I have no idea. I think, I think they're going to somehow figure out how to interlace years in between all of their storylines for the next decade. Um, <laughs> yeah, I've heard it's been a little drawn it's it's definitely drawn out for sure. The performances are good, and it's just like it's just 
it's it's very much just like it's it's very it's written to be emotional. It's not like it, it, it almost like it. Yeah, I heard it's like written to make you cry. Like it's yeah, yeah, and it, it's 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 almost like a it's it's the opposite of like a cheap scare in a lot of ways. Like it's like it's like it's like basically the, it's the it's the tug on your heartstrings version of a jump scare. Yeah. The entire the entire show, um, which is fine. It's still it's still it's still good. There's some um, there's some good story in there. I I'm compelled to continue watching it. I just it's just not it. I don't know. It's it's not, not I, honest as a TV show. I feel like I don't know. It's funny because for the first couple seasons of that, my mom loved that show, and she's been turned off in recent years. Yeah. She said exactly what I said. She said, I feel like I'm just being like forced to cry. <laughs> yeah. It's like, like drawn out. I get that. I don't know. I don't watch it, obviously. I don't watch it either, but I just... From it, it, is, it, is, it, is, it definitely does feel a little drawn out. I, I've seen bits of it when my mom's been watching, and in general, Sterling K. Brown seems to be a strong performer. I don't know about this. Oh, he's fantastic. Because but... she, I don't think she watched any of this season, or if she did, she didn't watch it when I was around. Mm-hmm. Um, that does feel like kind of an NBC thing because oh, wasn't Parenthood similar thematically where it was, again, felt like it was trying to make you cry on a weekly basis? Yeah. Yeah. I think there's something, there's something to Parenthood though, where it's like, uh, it's a continuous story. This, there's like these forced, this is us forces in things that happened in the past by the way that it tells its story. Yeah, I know that there's a whole thing with the and kind of an almost how I met your mother esque situation of you know past, present, future, or whatever. Much more than how I met your mother, though. Like, like it's it's it gets to be a bit much because like between jumping to when the when the the triplets were kids to teenagers to adults, and then adding like an entire storyline that they either didn't hint at at all at any other time. Or that they very gently, like, nudge to, I guess, to gauge interest. Like, the I don't brother. know. It, it, it's the the brother. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's a thing. That's for sure. Where it's a uh, that like uh, I I hate using the word because uh, Michael Warren, I love you, but my old roommate used to say "jump the shark" oh. like all of the time, and that was that was definitely a, a jump the shark move. To introduce the brother, but but it, but it doesn't matter. So it's anyway, fine. I'll still what, watch it. Do we have any sort of preferences, or do we um, have any expectations of who would win this category? I can't really say because I didn't see any of the other performances. So I guess I, based on that, I would go with Sterling K. Brown just because I, I do think he I think he's a good actor. I just think that it was more of a failing of the writing. Um, I have a feeling for whatever reason I want to say Brian Cox. I think he might win. Okay, Gemma. Um. Hmm. Maybe Jason Bateman and Ozark. I don't know why. It's just what my eyes keep leading me to, so I'm going to guess that's what... Is it because he's on the top of the list? No, it's really not. Okay. Um, and maybe Brian Cox, too. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> awesome. Well, you know who Brian Cox is, right? No. Oh. He was... Uh, well, you know, Mom and Dad are obsessed with Red. He's the one who plays the Russian guy. Oh, okay. All right. Um. So... I love Brian Cox as well. I don't know why, but this like this category specifically did nothing for me because I don't really know anything. I love Brian Cox. Um, he's great in Succession. To me, it's no question Jeremy Strong from Succession should win. 
I also okay. believe he will win. Uh, there's been a lot of popular support behind him this season. He's done a really good job of just playing an absolute like whipping boy of a character who keeps trying to find his strength and keep finding like trying to find a way to become the do alpha. You watch Succession? Oh, I do. It's oh, okay. it's so excellent. It's really great. It was one. Remember, I played you the. I played the song the other day from the theme. Oh, that was Dancing Through? Yes. Yeah. Song, <laughs> so, song of the Summer 2018. Uh, succession theme song. Uh, it is. Um, uh, Jer- Jeremy Strong is excellent. He plays nice. um, the oldest actual son. Well, I mean, there's another son of his that's definitely Brian Cox's son. But he's the half-brother to the rest of the siblings in that. And he kind of is always shunted to the side, except for when he's hilariously running for president. So Okay. Yeah, I have nothing to say about reality competition. How about outstanding lead actor in a limited series or movie? Okay. Jeremy Irons, Watchmen. Sure. Hugh Jackman, Bad Education. Paul Mescal, Normal People. Jeremy Pope, Hollywood. And Mark Ruffalo, I know this much is true. Okay. Um, I'll go with Jeremy Irons just because I'd like to listen to his voice. I mean, this feels like a pretty strong group, at least in regards to Ruffalo, Jackman, and Irons. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know much about that Hugh Jackman role. Um, yeah. Mark, Mark Ruffalo, did he play dual roles in that? Maybe. What was it? What was it? I know this much is true. Let's see. Uh, I believe so. Yeah, it looks like he did. So question, which character is he up for? <laughs> <laughs> I have to imagine it was both. <laughs> I don't know. It seems a little shady. Staten Island for this? What's up? Did you do King of Staten Island for this? We did. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I love <Pete> Davidson. <laughs> um, I saw Watchmen. I loved Watchmen. Jeremy Irons is great in it. Um, I don't know if it's necessarily worthy of being the outstanding lead actor in a limited series, I don't really have much of an opinion on this car- category. Okay. I'd be cool with Irons winning it. It feels like there is some support for Ruffalo, too, so I wouldn't be surprised if he does. Gotcha. My vote's for Hugh Jack. Just because. Just because it's Hugh Jack. Fair enough. Yeah. All right, how about this? Maybe we'll have a little bit more luck with this category. Outstanding lead actress in a limited series or movie. Ooh. I have a feeling I know where it's going as well. Uh, Kate Blanchett, Miss America, Mrs. America, Shira Haas, Unorthodox, Regina King, Watchmen, Octavia Spencer, Self-Made, Carrie Washington, Little Fires Everywhere. There's there's only there's only one winner in this category. I'm guessing you're gonna go with Carrie Washington because I know. Hundred percent. Little Fires. Without everywhere. a doubt. Like I don't I I don't I mean like it, it's it's wrong to say that I don't need to see the other stuff, but. That performance was insane. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> Gianna? Unorthodox. Really? That's the only one I saw out of these. And uh, <laughs> that was spectacular. I don't nice. know why I watched it. It seemed like one of the weirdest things possible I could have picked on my Netflix. But no regrets because that but is bringing me both. Gianna saw a Netflix button and she said, Netflix I now. I popped up on the popular <laughs> thing. I didn't, I didn't know Netflix. you had watched it. Um I'm gonna, gonna I'm gonna guess Kate Blanchett wins it for Mrs. America because I've heard some hype for that role. Unorthodox mm. does because that was a hard that was like kind of hard to watch at times, but like so good. The other person nice. who's received a lot of hype 
four, and the one that I actually watched with Regina King and Watchmen. She was yeah, she excellent. was solid. She really was so excellent. And I only saw a couple episodes, but I was the, uh, we've talked about like how I had seen like maybe two or three episodes, and I was like her. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I would be rooting for her to win. There's a chance for sure that she wins, um, mm-hmm. and I wouldn't be surprised in any way, shape, or form if she does. And it would be totally deserving. She was great in that. Nice. I never saw Little Fires. You should watch it. Well, you should watch Unorthodox. Sounds good. <laughs> Outstanding. Be back here next week. <laughs> Outstanding supporting actor in a drama series: Giancarlo Esposito, Better Call Saul; Nicholas Braun, Succession; Kieran Culkin, Succession; Matthew McFadden, Succession; Bradley Whitford, The Handmaid's Tale; Billy Crudup, The Morning Show; Mark Duplass, The Morning Show; Jeffrey Wright, Westworld. A lot of I feel like that was a lot more nominations than other categories. Yeah, and that was what I was getting at before. Where I was like, and she's still not nominated. <laughs> that was that was what I was getting at. As I believe they're allowed to nominate up to eight, but maybe <sighs> I'm not. all right because there's eight in this category. Um, I don't know, I, Gustavo. I guess. <laughs> See, the, that's a, that's another one where I feel like it's a legacy one where he was so excellent in Breaking Bad, and he's yeah. he's very good in Better Call Saul, but it doesn't. He's barely in it. Yeah, that's kind of my thing. Is he doesn't yeah. feel nomination worthy? Um, I would have. I, I honestly would have went with Lalo. Like I think, like he was terrifying. Yeah, uh, I would think Tony Dalton, who hilariously, me and Dominic have been like I told you rewatching. Well, in my case, rewatching. In his case, first watching Sense Eight. Uh, mm-hmm. Tony Dalton's in the second season. I have no memory of him being in the second season of Sense Eight. Uh, he's a good actor. Uh, he was really good in. The second season of, or sorry, not his second season, I guess, in the fifth season of Better Call Saul. Mm-hmm. Um, I would have put him on this. It feels like the three guys from Succession are going to cannibalize each other, so I doubt any of them wins. Mm. I probably, I love Kieran Culkin in that show. I don't think he's going to win. I okay. also, especially, don't think Nicholas Braun is going to win. I'm actually not 100% sure why he's being nominated. Fine in the show. Totally fine. Good job. <laughs> My pick of the three of them would have been Matthew McFadden um, as as Tom. He's really good. He ends up having some really funny lines in the show. It's a very, very, very dark comedy. Uh, he has one of the standout performances in a late episode in this most recent season of Succession. But the three of them are going to cost each other, I'm going to guess. Hmm. Uh, Kieran Culkin threatened to kick Nicholas Braun in the dick if Nicholas Braun wins. Nice. Uh, <laughs> um, I've heard really good things about Bradley Whitford. I'd be really surprised if Billy Crudup or Mark Duplass wins. It's hard to picture Pete from the league winning <laughs> right. that standing drama role. I know he's been in some dramatic roles. Yeah. Jeffrey Wright also feels like a legacy thing. I never saw the second or third season of Westworld, but he was very good in the first season. Hmm. I have no strong feeling for this, which means I'm going to pick Bradley Whitford. Right. He's a good actor. Yeah. People seem to like him, so I'm going to guess him. <laughs> People know me. <laughs> yeah. A standing supporting actress in a drama series, Laura Dern, Big Little Lies, Meryl Streep, Big Little Lies, Big Little Lies, Big Little Lies. Big Lilies. Uh, Big Lilies. Fiona Shaw, Killing Eve. Julia Garner, Ozark. Sarah Snook, Succession. Helena Bottom Carter, The Crown. Samira Wiley, The Handmaid's Tale. And Fanny Newton, Westworld. 
Mm. Well, have you watched Big Little Lies? No, I have not. Big Little Lies? Big Little Lies. I haven't watched that, but I've heard good things about that. I will go with Lord Dern, Big Little Lies. I'm going to go with Finney Newton after our reading. Yeah, I, I would. I agree. I just haven't seen the show. She was really good in the first yeah. season. She was. I mean, she was good in the in the one episode or two episodes that I watched. I forgot you only watched a couple episodes. Yeah, a couple episodes, like four times though. <laughs> <laughs> What'd you say? Please. I assume her parents. Drunk doctor. That's a tough one. That's a tough. One. <laughs> a tough name. <laughs> like, is she Sandy? But like, her parents have a list. Maybe. Or oh my god, <laughs> guys. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I, I, I'm I'm a fan of Thandie Newton as yeah. uh, is documented. I'm on sure the she's show. great, but her name. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Outstanding supporting actor in a comedy series: Andre Brower, Brooklyn Nine Nine. Yes. Mahershala Ali, Ramy, Kenan Thompson, Saturday Night Live. Ooh. Dan Levy, Schitt's Creek. Oh god, what a category! William Jackson Harper, The Good Place. Alan Arkin, The Kaminsky Method. Mm-hmm. Sterling K. Brown, The Marvelous Miss Maisel. I can't believe that he's nominated for two separate shows, two yeah, separate yeah. categories. Yeah. Tony so Shalhoub, The Marvelous Miss Maisel. Oh, Tony Shalhoub. Oh, my God. It's, I mean, it's Dan Levy. Come on. Like, he's... He's amazing. On. He's so funny. I'm surprised. I would have thought you would have got Andre Brower, because I know you love Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Uh, yeah, but Brooklyn Nine-Nine will continue to be on, and he's... he's continually hitting his stride as the seasons go on. <laughs> Does this feel like one of those ones where they're going to reward, reward Levy, reward, reward Levy for Schitt's Creek because he was co-creator and this is easier to nominate and vote for him for? Um, I actually, I don't know. I'm not convinced that he'll win. I want him to win. Who do you think will win? Um... Probably, uh, what I feel like the freaking Kaminsky method is constantly getting nominated for things, and every time I'm just like, oh, can we get past this? And I, I know it's, I know I didn't watch it, <laughs> I know, <laughs> but I don't know. I, I just, I really, I don't want to think about it. I want, I want. Dan, is it Levy or Levy? I believe it's Levy. I want Dan Levy to win. I want He's him so to win good. too, and I think he'll win. Ah. Well, we're big fans of Mahershala Ali around here, but. I yeah. kind of forgot he was in Raimi, so... Mm. Um, what about William Jackson Harper? How is he on The Good Place? The little clips I've seen, he seems like he's entertaining. Oh, um... Is he cheaty? I'm gonna guess yes. Then, honestly, oh, that's The one that's with tough. the glasses. Yeah, he... Yeah, it's definitely cheaty. He... Man, great character until the last season where he just became, like, the best character. <laughs> wow. He really, like, he, he did crush it in the last season. Like, there's a, because there's like a, it's pretty much like a flip is switched uh, based on the circumstances. And the the way that he, he owns that character is just, it's awesome. It, it really was, it really was something special. So, um, so, so the math feels like a chicken out where Sterling K. Brown and Shalhoub cancel each other out. Levy and William Jackson Harper cancel each other out final seasons, and I'm going to guess Andre Brower wins it. Uh, m- maybe, and f- definitely deserving. He is, like I said, he is amazing in Brooke. I love his character. He's too much. Also, 
the character that he played last <laughs> season was ridiculous. But uh, man, Keenan kills on SNL. <laughs> yeah, he's been doing it for a long time. Yeah, it's so. Uh, I am constantly reminded of him hosting. Is the, the show is this Dylan McDermott or Dermot Mulroney? <laughs> <laughs> And they hold the picture up in the first question. They just hold the picture up of one of them, and he goes, who's this? <laughs> <laughs> He's done a great job with Black Jeopardy as well. He's yeah. done a lot, of, a lot of good skits on that show. Yeah. Um, outstanding supporting actress in a comedy series. Betty Gilpin for Glow. Yvonne Orgy for Insecure. Kate McKinnon, Saturday Night Live. Cecily mm. Strong, Saturday Night Live. Annie Murphy, Schitt's Creek. Darcy Carden, The Good Place, Alex Borstein, oh. Marvelous Miss Maisel, and Marin Hinkle, The Miss Marvelous Maisel, Miss Maisel, cheese. Yeah. Um, I, you know I want Alexis to win. You know I want it. I want Kate McKinnon to win. I she, she's I think, definitely I think, my, my second I choice. Kate McKinnon. She's fantastic. I, I think we're all a little bit Alexis in this one. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like Dan Levy has more of a chance. You know what it is? The it's um I know that we we were talking like legacy stuff, right? Like it's like you haven't gotten the recognition that you deserved in the previous seasons, but the evolution of Alexis throughout the show and That's where true. she lands like definitely is award worthy. In the end, she probably had the best arc on the she show, did. right? I would agree. Best Absolutely. Oh. They uh I mean, specifically her her um, performance alongside Ted at the diner. Um, just that that was strong. It was. Oh, Wait, it hang was, on, it spoilers, was spoilers, spoilers, spoilers. That That's it. No, no I'm not going to go further. No with spoilers, it. no spoilers, no spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> I take it back. I take it back. I take it back. <laughs> Very good though. Um, I only saw a handful of Saturday Night Lives this year. Mm. Um, so I don't have a strong opinion. Kate McKinnon generally is great. Cecily She's Sean, fantastic. I've also grown to have a more appreciation for one of the other girls. I know, but now I love. Um, I've heard Alex Borstein's actually really good on Marvelous Miss Maisel, but my guess is going to be Betty Gilpin on Glow. Um, mm-hmm. No, mm-hmm. Kate McKinnon should win the first uh, I've heard great things about Betty Gilpin in general. I've heard great things about her on that show. I've actually heard that show is pretty interesting. Um, I know I listened to the armchair with, oh, I totally drew a blank on her name. Uh, what's her name from Glow? The one who's. Oh, she, uh, Alison Brie. Yes, Alison Brie. Um, mm-hmm. And that was an interesting one. And oh, she talked I, about it a lot. I just started, I, I put community on the other day from the beginning and I forgot how good that show is. <laughs> Yeah, I never really watched. I saw little bits of it. Uh, so, so it's it's so good. He goes on this. He goes on this whole rant of, <laughs> about uh, basically uh, not extending uh, yourself the same courtesy and like uh, like forgiving that you extend to other people. And he, he's like, it, do you know what the the like he was talking about humans and like how they're how they're different. We're the only species that watches Shark Week. <laughs> and he goes, he's like, it's also the same reason why I can hold this pencil up, tell you its name is Steve, break it in half, and you die inside a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> it's just he's so good that uh i i i never finished that show and i i know like it went it did go off the rails at one point but um i heard that it kind of it maybe got back on track by the end so i, I kind of want to go back through and and give it another go that's well, definitely that's, a, that show had a lot of beside behind the scenes issues oh yeah of, uh production issues a lot of issues with the studios obviously mm-hmm. being canceled and renewed would be an indication that it had issues with with all of the production stuff so um yeah. it was a weird one it did spawn a lot of excellent careers obviously um donald glover went on to be all that he is uh <laughs> he yeah. got to be in star wars and spider-man and have a tremendous rap career it seems um What's his name? Joel McHale is Joel McHale. Sure. Uh, Allison Brie was on that and Mad Men at the same time, I believe. She's mm. gone on to be great in BoJack, and the, now she's on Glow. Um, Chevy Chase. I think mm. enough, enough said there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ken Jong, all that fun stuff. That's it's right. An, it's an interesting. It's an interesting that- show. That, and that's where I was introduced to Yvette Nicole Brown, and she's so funny. she's so funny on that show. And then when and, it, I was like really hoping that I could have continued to watch Talking Dead with her as the host, but I guess that wasn't going to happen. It's funny that that that's where you were introduced to her because I feel like me and Gianna and for sure Dominic were introduced to her with Drake and Josh. Mm. And she was the manager at the movie theater. Helen. <laughs> I wouldn't re- I wouldn't remember her name, but she was. She was Josh's boss at the movie theater. Oh, yeah. That is 100% right. Awesome. Um, <laughs> it's, a, it's a weird... Uh, and considering you and I are only... what You're like 18 months older than me. Uh, <laughs> it's it's a funny divide. Yeah, it wasn't a show I watched so much as... like I often watch it when Dominic was watching it, but still. Mm-hmm. Um, outstanding actor... Supporting actor in a limited series of movie. I don't think we're going to have a lot of thoughts on this one. It's Dylan McDermott, Jim Parsons, both for Hollywood. Tedis Burgess for Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. And then three nominations for Watchmen, Yaya Abdul-Mateen, Joe Van Depot, and Louis Gossett Jr. All three of them were excellent in the show. If I had to pick one, it would be Yaya Abdul-Mateen. But I don't know much about the rest of this category so mm-hmm. do you guys have I have, any thoughts no, on this? I've got no input for this category so let's go with Abdul-Mateen on that one supporting actress in a limited series or movie Holland Taylor for Hollywood Uzo Aduba, Miss America Margot Martindale uh, better known as character actress Margot Martindale <laughs> for Mrs. America Tracy Ullman, Miss America Tony Collette, Unbelievable and Gene Smart, Watchmen um, all I'm sorry. Were there were there four for the same show in there? There was three for Mrs. America in this one. Oh, okay. Four, three. I'm seeing. <laughs> uh, again, I don't really have a dog in this fight. I I don't either. Gene Smart was excellent in Watchmen, but all votes should always go to Margot Martindale. So that's enough on that one. Character actress Margot Martindale. Sorry. That's right. Um, <laughs> Get it right. Outstanding variety talk series: The Daily Show with Trevor Noah, Full Frontal with Samantha B. Jimmy Kimmel Live last week tonight with John Oliver and The Late Show with Stephen Colbert. I'm, I'm imagining the two of you watch a lot more of it than I do. Mm, yeah, I, I love last week tonight, so I'll just go with that. I'm aware with that. Uh, Jenna? Um, I like Jimmy. Jimmy's a good time. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, Stephen's all right. 
I will say the the one thing with last week's last week tonight that is deserving of an award is the ridiculous rat erotica thing that has been running through the past season. And oh, wow. uh, if you're not familiar with it, it's worth your time. <laughs> um. I'm just going to mention this one because I find it to be an interesting category. Outstanding guest actor in a drama series. Huh. Andrew Scott in Black Mirror. Um, he's the one from 1917. And was he also the hot priest in? Um, yep. hundred percent. Fleabag. Fleabag. Yep. Give him, give him all the awards. Love that guy. He was, I, I still haven't got around to Fleabag, but he was good in his bit part in 1917. That uh, he was. <laughs> James Cromwell, Succession, good. I wouldn't have said nomination worthy. Giancarlo Esposito, The Mandalorian. Honestly, in his very small amount of that show, probably better overall work than in Better Call Saul, or at least yeah. felt like they let him chew up the scenery a little bit more. Yeah. Uh, I will always have votes for Martin Short, uh, Martin Short uh, though I have not seen The Morning Show. I didn't even know he was on that. Hmm. Jason Bateman on The Outsider. I thought he was the main character of that show. <laughs> so I'm a little huh. surprised that he's known as guest actor. I didn't watch that show yet. Interesting. Uh, Ron Cephas Jones, This Is Us, I have no opinion on. I just found it to be an interesting category in I general. I love Black Mirror. So. Did you see the Andrew Scott episode of Black Mirror? I don't think I did. Because I, I do pick out episodes that I think I would be interested in rather than just watch. That makes sense. So I find it endlessly entertaining that he is known forever in the lexicon as the hot priest. Hot priest. Yeah. On yeah. Fleabag. You haven't heard of Fleabag? No. Phoebe Waller-Bridge? Uh, I think, I think, I think you, wait, you, you did watch it now? Uh, no, I haven't got to oh, it Oh, so that's, that's one of the two you could watch together. That's a fun one. You'll, you'll enjoy it to have somebody to laugh over it with. There's only and two cry over it with. Of what? Fleabag. Fleabag. Um, nice. Any other categories? Um, to round that one out, we have outstanding guest actress in a drama series, Cicely Tyson, How to Get Away with Murder, Laverne Cox, Orange is the New Black, Terry Jones, Succession, Harriet Walter, Suggestion, sorry, Suggestion, Succession, <laughs> Alexis Bladel in The Handmaid's Tale, and Felicia Rashad, This Is Us. I don't really have an opinion on this category. Why? We Yeah, uh, going back to what Gianna said, She's not a she's guest not actress. A guest. She's a, she is on the show. She's been on it since the first season. <laughs> yeah, this isn't. I do think in the most recent season she probably didn't have as much like screen time, but that doesn't make her a guest. Yeah, this is a weird one. Um, outstanding actor in a comedy guest actor in a comedy series is a weird category that I don't love. Most of it's Saturday Night Live. Outstanding guest actress in the comedy series I found interesting, so I'm going to just mention it. Okay. Uh, Angela Bassett on a Black Lady sketch show. Maya Rudolph on Saturday Night Live. Maya Rudolph also on The Good Place. Mm-hmm. Phoebe Waller-Bridge, Saturday Night Live. Wanda Sykes, The Marvelous Miss Maisel. And Bette Midler, The Politician. That gets Oh, balanced. yes. Spicy Lube. <laughs> Operation Spicy Lube! <laughs> Yes, I have told you to watch The Politician. I think you would. Oh, yeah. That's that's the winner. That'll be on my list. Which one? Oh, what we do in the shadows. Yes, that's on my list. Yeah, those, I think you would. Those three are. I kind of want to get around to Euphoria. I think you would. I I, I genuinely think you would enjoy the first, those first two for sure. I can't speak to Euphoria. A lot of people my age have said they liked it, and I've heard a lot of people like more. 
talking about Euphoria? Yes. So, but a lot well, of, Gary a lot loved friends, Euphoria. A lot of my friends like Euphoria, and I'm like, <laughs> oh wow, it's not bad taste. But <laughs> <laughs> oh god. But then I heard like people like older than me like. Uh, final category I have here is one that's interesting uh, enough. We've mentioned some of these shows, obviously. Um, Outstanding limited series, Little Fires Everywhere, which I know Anthony has seen. Mm-hmm. Mrs. America, Unbelievable, Unorthodox, which Diana has seen, and mm-hmm. Watchmen, which I have seen. So. <laughs> so I guess we should all just vote for the one that we've seen. Yeah. It, it feels like I, that because, <laughs> um, and I'm just going to tell you guys that Watchmen will win this. It's mm-hmm. not even a competition. And that's not even an opinion well, or like. Fine. The show doesn't need to win, but the girl who played the main character in Unorthodox should win because she did. Fine, but Regina King's going to probably win that too. <laughs> they have my vote, and that's all that matters. Well, considering everyone in the world is trying to like kidnap Damon Lindelof and force him into doing a second season of Watchmen, and he's refusing to because that's the only story he had to tell, I'm just going to assume it's going to win based on the back of that. Mm. Yeah, maybe. And, also, and also because it, it was truly excellent. I wouldn't be surprised. But. I do know that Little Fires Everywhere, though, has been generally that considered excellent. Yeah, so. it, I mean, it is it is something special, but it's really well executed. I don't think... <laughs> <laughs> so that, sad, Gianna. Now that I think about it, I've heard a lot more about oh. it. It's just because I watched it that I'm like, it should win. <laughs> Which, like, there's win. definitely been some of that bias for all three of us during the course of this. But it was so good. Like, she, like... I'm sorry. I'm going to stop. Awesome. Well, all right. So those are Emmy nominees, picks and theories. Um, When is that? Um, Sometime in September, I think. Great. (laughs) Listen, I only ever keep track of when the Oscars is because I usually go to your house and we do the Oscars together. Um, For Flicks and Whisk. We have Flicks and a Whisk the week before it. Um, I don't keep super close attention to the Emmys other than when they are snubbing Reese Horn. So sure, <laughs> sure. All right. Well, with that, let's get into some fun games, shall we? Mm-hmm. Fun games. I've got a simple one for us today. Uh, we might have done one similar to it, but uh, it's okay because we have two of you now. Uh, and it goes in line with our movie for this week. So, which streaming service are you? Oh, all right. So, what are you doing on a Friday night? Partying? Hanging out with my friends? Date night? Watching movies? Is this pre or post-pandemic? I'm thinking... Pre-pandemic. Hanging out with my friends. Partying! Nice. Pick an ice cream flavor. Vanilla? Birthday cake? Chocolate? Mint chocolate chip? Mint chocolate chip. Mint chocolate chip. Ooh. All right. Where's your dream vacation? We definitely did this one. Hawaii, Paris, London, Bali. Bali. Hawaii. Really? Yeah. How would you how how would you friends describe you? <laughs> Outgoing, flirty, sweet, or funny? Can I do you and you can do me because we're friends? That's awesome. I like that. You're funny. <laughs> oh, thanks. That's the one I would have chosen for myself. Yeah. For you, I was gonna guess outgoing. I'd say that sometimes when I'm around okay. my friends. What's your favorite movie genre? Action, comedy, horror, drama? Drama. Nice. Pick a photo. Uh, I'm not going to show you the photos, but I'm going to tell you what they are. <laughs> Describe 
that. You could share the screen with us. Flowers, balloons, beach, food. Well, you know my option. Food. That was mine. I don't know if it's yours. All right. Oh, interesting. I feel like you guys picked relatively close answers for the most part, but you get different results. I was saying, Gianna, was- you're Hulu. You're all about having good conversations. You're a realistic person, and you're careful about the company you keep. You know what? I'm annoyed didn't get voted for anything. <laughs> what? Dave. Oh yeah, that, that was, was so freaking good. That was never gonna get nominated. That was so funny. <laughs> Oh my god. That was an oddly deep categorization of Hulu watchers, but regardless, Al, you're Disney Plus. You're fun. (laughs) You're you're fun and you have a friendly demeanor. You're a kid at heart and you love to look at things in a positive way. You know, it's funny because most of the time when we do these and their quizzes about like deep penetrating questions about me, I find that they end up. <laughs> I, I find that they end up being fairly obviously reflective of bits of me, but sure. this one doesn't feel right. Mandalorian's on Disney Plus. No, I love the Mandalorian, but wait, read that again. Uh, oh, sorry. Hang on one second. Let me get back to that. Oh my god, did I lose it? I didn't lose it. You're fun and you have a friendly demeanor. You're a kid at heart, and you look and you love to look at things in a positive way. Uh, I am I, I definitely fun. I can definitely be a kid at heart. People do not find that I have a friendly demeanor. Um, I find you. But you know me, and you've known me literally your entire life. Fine. (laughs) I'm not saying that I don't appreciate the compliment, but it's not true of the experience. Not looking so friendly right now. (laughs) It's not true of the experience of living my life in which people hate my face. They do. People hate my face too. I know you have resting. Bitch face, I guess I have resting bastard face. You're still a bitch. Relax. I have resting male bitch face. Your uh, quote of the night, you're still a bitch. Relax. (laughs) (laughs) I do, though. Uh, It has been true of me for about 15 years, so... (laughs) All right, I'm going to get us out of here. With that, let us get into our (laughs) flick of the week. Palm Springs, released in 2020, rated R with an hour and 30 minute runtime. When carefree Niles and reluctant maid of honor Sarah have a chance encounter at Palm Springs wedding, things get complicated as they are unable to escape the venue themselves or each other. That is a tremendous understatement. <laughs> yeah, that uh, only barely nips at what this is about. It does not even it does not really give the plot. <laughs> yeah, not at all. <laughs> I also didn't realize it was only an hour and a half. Yeah, yeah, it's a it's a tight ninety. Yes. Uh, why don't we kick off with our tweet length reviews? Gianna, you want to go first? I will go first because she, her phone was unlocked. Gotcha. Su- surprisingly heartfelt and well written, considering how weird this is. A legitimately solid and funny movie that displays the first tangible evidence that I've seen anyway that Andy Samberg can act. Seven point five out of ten. All right, G. Well, your review is better than mine. <laughs> <laughs> it's not meant to be a contest in any way, shape, or form. Oh, I feel like it is. I was pleasantly surprised to find it to be much less predictable than I had expected, keeping me guessing until the end. Best scene is by far Andy Samberg's dancing at the very beginning. Nice. 
That's all I have. You do remember that we've done, don't put that on that table because did you hear that echoing? No, that was the first time it was noticed. Okay. But we have What's done your score? 41 episodes. So it is, it is to be expected that our, our reviews might be slightly better than yours. It's okay. <laughs> not a competition. Back. Mine's better. That's it. What, not nice. not yeah, a competition. Mine at all. was specific. You what, what's your, your uh, what's your score, Gianna? Oh, I don't. Know. 8.7. Ooh. Wow. I like oh. every movie I watched. That's that's no, specific. It's not that hard. It wasn't the magnitude of the score that we were we we do in half scores. <laughs> no, <laughs> the fact I that you made it an eight point seven is what I was coming in at a left field with a point seven. I don't even that, know what it means. <laughs> that's what I was laughing at. If she said eight point five or nine, I would have had no laughs at all. It was the eight point seven that I left at. All right, uh, here's mine. Goofy, fun, romantic, and downright hilarious. Semicolon. Palm Springs is exactly the kind of movie we can all use right now. Emphatic period. Eight out of ten. <laughs> it feels like we were all kind of on the same page. This is a fun movie. It I is. liked it. It's super it was entertaining. Super I was expecting silly. to not like this really at all, and I ended up liking it quite a bit. So I find uh, Andy Samberg annoying. Me too. But I didn't in this movie. But that's why I was kind of like extremely same. I, uh, when you first like asked me to watch it, guess. But then you told me there was a drinking game that came along with it, so I was down to watch it. Well, no. What happened was you I said, found one "Let's." For me. Well, I, I, <laughs> what, what happened was I said, "Let's watch this movie." I wasn't super interested, but I've heard it's really entertaining. Let's watch it. Her and her friend were over. It was a Friday night. It was just the three of us at the house, and I said, "Let's watch this movie." She's like, "Uh, I don't know." I said, "She's like, we were planning on drinking tonight." I said, "It's the internet. I'm quite sure I can find a drinking game sure. for it." We did. We drank quite a lot, and it was a fun. So what do you drink like every time they die or something? Uh, the, every yeah, time the day changes. Yeah, every time the day every was time reset. They said Niles. Every time Niles was said. Okay. Every time, anytime any person cracked open a beer. Yes. Nice. That's a good one. Took a drink. Yes. Anytime anyone took a drink as well. So right, there was so, a lot so of you guys. You got hammered. Yeah, there was a lot oh, of yeah. multiple drinks where it was like. Two people cracked a beer, and it was like, drink, drink, and then they both took a sip, and it was like, oh, fuck, drink, drink Especially again. Especially that very right. beginning one that was like him, like, laying in, like, the Oh, oh, pool, yeah, opening the beer the over and over again. I feel like we took at least, like, ten drinks in, like, That's... a small amount of time. There was that opening Pretty sequence great. where that was going on, and then there was the montage when they, like, are having a good time when she's embraced being in it. That's where right. they're drinking so much, the days keep resetting over and over mm-hmm. and over again. Mm-hmm. Like they're like cracking beers. You just, you just chugged the at that point. Yeah, and that like was there was like a five minute period where we both or all three of us must have killed like two and a half drinks. Just, like, <laughs> like drink, 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 drink. <laughs> That's ridiculous. I have I uh, it's been a while since I played a drinking game in association with a movie. The last time I could remember was uh, Bad Movie Nights, Batman and Robin. But I'm sure I've, I've done something since then. But that I have, really to, got I have me. to imagine the drinking games for Batman and Robin must be epic. Whew, it was intense. Well, the, the beauty of it was Jesse's Bad Movie Nights. He and his roommates came up with the drinking game. They would build the game around the movie that they subjected themselves to, I think, minimum three times before the rest of the crew got to see it. Yeah, I've, I remember you so. telling me about the process. It was they had to have watched the movie like three or four times. Yeah, yeah they, they have to like watch it, vet it. Then they each have to everybody else needs to watch it of the group and decide whether or not it's the case. Then they have to watch it again and come up with the rules. And uh, then they would give you the rules and you have to guess what the movie was 
before the movie started from those rules. That feels fun. like a fun game, just getting a drinking game rules and trying to figure out what the game or what the movie is. That, that yeah. does feel like a fun and like little thing to do. Yeah, maybe I'll maybe I'll introduce that into fun and games at some point. I could see that being fun and yeah. games. Um, uh, we really need to get the bad movie night off the ground again. I, I yeah. assume Jesse would be on board to join. Oh, so. I'm sure he would. Um, We've been waiting for him of, to join for the show too. So yeah, it's just a matter of, uh, you know, being able to see people again. Um, and then we'll, then we'll schedule it. Uh, a couple of things before we get into like deeper into the spoiler the territory. Uh, there's just great chemistry in this movie. Yeah. And uh, specifically, two specific relationships come to mind, and that is uh, Andy Samberg and is it Kristen Milioti? I assumed it was Milioti, but Milioti, that could be right. I'm not sure, but either way, they they play off each other very well. They work really well in the scenes together. They uh, their their friction works really well, and they're also very funny. Um, however, Andy Samberg and J.K. Simmons is a match made in heaven. <laughs> Which is to be expected because he is his best friend along with Hank Mardukas. That's right. Hank Mardukas. Uh, and also... Do you remember that you, you saw I Love You Man for the first time? I was like, why do I know that name? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's a very specific name. You never, you never had a best friend. Well, Dad, did you ever have a best friend? Well, yeah, I do. It's I've had a best friend for a long time. Uh, uh, well, I, yeah, I have two best friends. What, what, one of them is your, is your brother, Robbie. Uh, and the other one is Heck Mardukas. <laughs> for a long time. You have two best friends? Yes, your brother Robbie. And then Hank Mardukas. And Hank Mardukas. <laughs> Hank Mardukas at least like five times. In that, like, that would probably... <laughs> yes. Hank Mardukas would, would be a point in the game where you have to take a shot, probably. because oh, Yes, yes. Yeah, so we, yeah. we played the drinking game where it was just... You just drink every time. Yeah. There are ones where it's like, oh, this one you chug a beer. This one take a shot. Like mm-hmm. That is not really where we were at. But those are fun, too. Yeah, uh, but Hank Mardukas would definitely be a shot in that game because his name is said in full like six or eight times in that also, movie. I don't know why I just really like the way it sounds. Hank Mardukas, yes, it's, I it, love it. It's a satisfying name, especially <laughs> when it's called back at the end of the movie. You, you know what? I changed my mind. You guys are both my best friends, and Hank Mardukas. And Hank Mardukas. <laughs> uh, which is great because that's at the very end, and you're already like presumably have a lot in you. Yeah, oh, for sure. And it's shot time again. Uh, the uh, the other they also show up together in the latest season of Brooklyn Nine Nine. They had a it, there was a there's a solid episode there as well. Oh, I didn't realize J.K. Simmons made the jump to Brooklyn Nine Nine. Yeah, uh, this movie overall, like we said, like we all enjoyed it. It's a uh, it's fun. It's very silly. Uh, if you we're we're gonna jump into spoiler territory just so that we can get because like I feel like a lot of this is gonna be talking about favorite movies, uh, favorite moments, and things like that throughout. Yeah, uh, a lot of this is going to be very specific, right? Right. So I would suggest, like, I mean, especially at a time right now where you where there's not a lot of great new stuff for you to watch, this and is this, available to you. This Go came watch out it. like over a month ago, so yeah, check on it Hulu. out. It's on Hulu. You guys can watch it. Not not FX on Hulu. Not FX on Hulu. Just Hulu. Right. Hulu, ex- <laughs> Hulu exclusive. Um, my my first thought on this movie is why I was so low on this going in was I was like, oh. This is an Andy Samberg movie, and mm. that has a particular connotation. And outside of his work on HBO, I do not look forward to H- to Andy Samberg right. projects in long form. I I have laughed at some of the clips from Brooklyn Nine Nine, but I've never got into it. I don't generally like the Andy Samberg shtick. Mm-hmm. 
I just find it to be well. Sorry, that's not totally fair. Some of the Lonely Island stuff is really great. Uh, gee, I don't know how much of this you've seen, but stuff like Dick in a Box, Mother Lover, Jizz in My Pants, mm-hmm. like yeah, Like a Boss, I'm on a Boat, and let's not forget the early Awesome Town stuff. That stuff is great too. What stuff? <laughs> the early, early Awesome Town stuff that him and his buddies were doing. I'm not even sure if I know those. There's some um, ridiculous ones there. Uh, if you're not a huge fan of Andy Samberg, then those are not for you. <laughs> <laughs> those those skits with the Lonely Island and all that, those were mm-hmm. a good time. I really genuinely enjoy those. Mm-hmm. Um, I uh, think I like him when he's not like the star of the show sort of deal. Like when he has like more of a bit part in things, I think I seem to like him. Mm. Well, I liked him in I Love You, Man, and he is very much not the star of that show. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's why I like him But I watched, like, five minutes of Hot Rod, and I was like, nope, not for me. Oh, yeah. that I, I You don't. You know what it is? I, I'm pretty sure it's safe to say that you don't like old Andy Samberg. I just don't like his. I don't like his general shtick because. But there is a there is a tipping point though where he where like within his work where it changed and became more sophisticated. Well, while still being like silly jokes, like a little bit more sophisticated in delivery. And I think that his later stuff, including this, uh, including his work on Brooklyn Nine Nine, I like it way more. I still like his old stuff. I'm I'm just an Andy Samberg fan through and through. But I can. I could say that you'd probably like the majority of his newer stuff uh, as opposed to his old stuff. Well, I don't know. I mean, the little bits of what I've seen on Brooklyn, I'm not, I haven't been a huge fan of his when he was on Parks and Rec. I wasn't a huge fan of that episode. Mm-hmm. Um, what were you going to say? Was he in that tennis thing? Yes. that. <laughs> yes. So that was something that he It was seven made. days in hell. Seven I days in hell. That. No, I love that. that. I said I liked his HBO stuff. Seven days in hell. Tour to Pharmacy, both of those were really yes, funny. I, think I, yeah. I like both of those. I wouldn't say I necessarily loved them for him, mm-hmm. but he produced no, them. I he made them. I really enjoyed the finished product, even if I didn't 100% love his characters in them. I thought he was really funny in it. He definitely yeah. had his moments in them. He was funny in them. Yeah, um, he, he for whatever I, he's just one of those one of those actors that I I just find hysterical. Like I'm just I'm already laughing when he appears on the screen before he's even done anything because I'm just anticipating the Sandbergness of the see, next scene. <laughs> that's not that's not me. I don't love the shtick, but mm-hmm. he doesn't do the no. He doesn't. He doesn't in not this at all. movie. No, and I don't know what his shtick is, but like he's not. I don't. He wasn't what I was expecting him to be. And this movie in general wasn't what I expected it to be. And no, that's why I liked it. Mm-hmm. It was a legitimately good, well-written so, movie. And that's the thing. You're getting it from both angles, right? we got two people here that aren't huge Andy Sandberg fan, fans. One that is, and we all like the movie, love, slash love the movie equally. Yeah. So go see it. Or stay, stay and see it. Stay and stay see it. Stay and see it. You can watch it for free. <laughs> I, if you have free. I went to see it. Oh, that's right. Yeah, tell us about that before we get into it. So, um... Well, we're in full spoilers, right? So you can tell us whatever you want to tell yeah, us. Yeah, that's true. I'll, I, I, we'll, go, we'll go full spoilers at this point. So I saw... So this was one of the movies that I got one of those early access things, too, where we did a, um... Like, the focus group thing. You fill out the, the, the questionnaire afterwards. It's a, it's an early release. It's, the movie's not out yet. It's a pre-screening. So you do that. Uh, Kim and I went, and there was very specifically... You either had an orange or a green ticket. Movie was at the same time. Not a golden one. What? Not a golden one. No, not a golden one. 
and not and your green golden ticket. ticket. And uh, <laughs> they funneled you into two lines based on those tickets. And the movie played around at about the same time. And, uh, and then after which you fill out a questionnaire and the assumption being that there's differences in both of the screenings. Uh, and I that, imagine the ending was different, like whether or yes. not they got out or not. Mm. Yeah. The, the ending, the, my ending was different than the one that's in the theatrical release of the movie. So I saw the, I saw an alternate version of the ending. Um, and it, it's not so, it's not so different. It's actually just a rearranging of final scenes. So in the way that I saw the movie originally, which I actually really enjoyed was, uh, after the explosion and the cave, they are, we're back at the bar and JK Simmons walks in and says, Hey, I got your note that, that basically that whole scene that you, that you did see in the actual movie. Hey, I got your note. And he's like, uh, I don't know who you are kind of deal. And it leaves you hanging on that. And you're like, wait a minute, is he messing with him? Or did they get out? Like that was that's where you led. That's kind of cool. Actually. And then the credits roll, and in the post-credit scene, the two of them are in the pool, and the family comes home. Uh, and I, I actually li- I liked that execution, um, but I wasn't I didn't like I wasn't like super strong like either way. I I thought but there, in both cases it was funny to me, but the uh, it definitely like when the credits rolled when we saw it the first time we were like, wait. Oh no! Like so, what what happened? <laughs> and then and then so then you get the answer. Is then if he never like so at the end when he doesn't remember mm-hmm. the other guy, does that mean that like he lost all of the memories when he was in? Uh, no, it's just that the uh, that J.K. Simmons character is still in the time loop in Andy Samberg. It's it's all it's all weird time mechanics that they're not going to actually explain or get into. <laughs> I'm sure, but like basically, I would imagine that when J.K. Simmons explodes himself out of the time loop, he will explode out to the same point in time that Andy Samberg, uh, uh that Niles and Sarah did. Wait, who didn't remember who? I don't remember that. Uh, so Andy at the end, Samberg didn't remember. Right. Yep. Oh, I actually, I forgot that actually. Yeah. So that that was that was the only main difference. The only thing, the only other thing, I think there might have been a couple of pacing things that they tightened up a bit. Like it was, it definitely felt a little bit longer the first time I watched it. Um, and, but not like there was. I don't remember any like specifically ex- excessively longer scenes or extra scenes. I think they might have just like trimmed the fat in some of the scenes, like down moments and things like that. Yeah, because um, this was overall a pretty economical movie. Um, yeah. There was no, like, I mean, there was a couple of times where they settle into a scene or a sequence to really explore what's going on, with, in, at least in regards to, like, character development and stuff. Mm-hmm. But those don't drag because they feel pretty essential. Mm-hmm. Um, outside of that, I wouldn't say that anything ever overstays its welcome at all. Yeah, no, I, I, I would completely agree. I, it's, it's, uh, it's very well paced. And also, like, it the stakes and the concepts change consistently throughout the movie to keep you engaged in a very good way. Yeah. That's a weird phenomenon. Yeah, I, I agree. Uh, Cause it's, it, it starts, it's funny. Like it starts off, it does an interesting thing of starting off as a full blown comedy. Yes. And then Sla- dip- slapstick comedy. Yeah. Dipping into the dramatic, then leaning heavily into it for a minute. Well, dri- dipping into the melodramatic early yeah. on. Yeah. And then by the end, mixing the two really well. Yes. It's just a, it's a great recipe. It's a, it's a solid cocktail. Um, 
thoroughly enjoyed it. So let's get into some, I want to hear some of your favorite moments because uh, man, there is a couple of great lines in this movie. For me, it, it, it has to be when he's doing the whole little like, um, choreographed dance thing in the beginning. For mm-hmm. her. That was awesome. I remember. In the beginning, you didn't get though that he was already in the loop. Yeah. So you're yeah. just kind of like, like, how was he doing this? So like, amazingly? <laughs> like, how do you know when that person's gonna like spill their drink or whatever? And that was. Like but it still was equally like. A fantastic. Well, I, I agree. The three of us were all laughing at that pretty mm-hmm. hard. That was. And, and I was like, wow, like this is entirely too much. Yeah. But I loved it. <laughs> Well, yeah, no, just entirely too much, like, as, like, a human being. Like, yeah. That would be the same, but that's the person I would seek out. I enjoy that. Which is, like, that's how, they, that's how they get you. <laughs> but still. <laughs> Al, you got one? Uh, for me, I really enjoyed that montage when things are really good for them in the middle of the movie. Uh-huh. As highlighted by my intro, the happy, birth- the happy millionth birthday dipshit. Yep. That's why you said that. I thought that was an inside joke that I wasn't gonna get. No, that was that was what she right. says to him. It is. You're right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Is that now in that montage is when they also did their uh, their choreographed dance in the bar, right? Yeah. Yes, I believe so. that was fantastic. That when when she jumps onto him and then puts up both middle fingers as he spins her around, it's a tremendous scene. <laughs> <laughs> um. One of the so there's a there are a handful of things that I really like in this movie. Uh, I'm gonna give you so I I have Kim's here because she was thinking about the movie before too, and uh, this one cracks me up because of how much it was cracking her up both times we watched it. But the way that he just flat out uh, Niles flat out says nothing worse than dying slowly in the ICU. Great line. I don't know why, but she was she was hysterical, and I, I thought it was funny. I think more so because of how how. Much she was laughing at it, so that's a great line. Yes, uh, the uh, one of my potentially my favorite scene of it night is potentially my favorite scene has to be uh, when uh, Niles. Uh, what's J.K. Simmons' character's name? I forget. When uh, Niles and oh, and Roy. Say it, I'm gonna know it. Roy. When Niles and Roy, when Niles and Roy are they're drinking, uh, they're having the the first time that we meet them together, and he's like, "You want a party?" And he taps his nose, and he said, "I think the the groomsmen's got some. We just got to figure out some way to." He's like, "I got it," and he just walks over to the groom to the uh to the um the officiant. Yeah, the officiant. No, is it, it was the officiant? It wasn't he. His be- best man was the word I was looking for. I think he was both. He, he was both, yeah, right? I know we definitely. He, when he, he was the one he, who officiated the, the He one. walks over to him mid-speech, just opens his jacket, takes it out, and shouts across the floor, I got it! <laughs> <laughs> that that really, that that one cracks me up. And then um, another one that is a, uh, a fan favorite, I will say, because the, the audience roared with laughter during this one when we saw it, was uh, when Niall's girlfriend goes, are you cheating on me? And he goes, no, silly. You're cheating on me. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's funny because you just mentioned a bunch of things that I have written down um, as far as callbacks. Because Mm -hmm. this is surprisingly a really well-written movie. And I didn't get a chance to go back and look at who was credited as writers. But this was a surprisingly well-written movie. Mm. And the callbacks that I... I, Then there's a bunch of them. I, I... put down like four of them that were 
like really good. The You're cheating on me was was one of them where it's like that's kind of unexpected, and then you like you figure out like what is going on exactly, and it's like, mm-hmm. oh yeah, he's seen this a million times. Yeah, he knows that she's been very clearly like the one you mentioned earlier, dying slow in the hospital. Right, he mentions it to her early on <laughs> in her experience, and then what a great callback when he is sitting with Roy. Yep. <laughs> At the end, when he's trying to make peace with everything and trying to figure out exactly what he is all about. Yeah. And Roy mentions how he got crushed by the car that she hit him with and he died slowly in the ICU and he goes, oh man, I realized that was really fucked up what I've been doing to you. Yeah. <laughs> oh wow, that's both great as like a character moment and also as a callback to what was already mentioned by Niles earlier in the movie and it's like, oh yeah, no, that's uh oh god, how many times has that happened to him, right? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. The cocaine thing, which you mentioned, is so incredible as well, where it's like, you know They each have a different colored notch. I don't know why that really it's just got me. <laughs> <laughs> where he just you know, he's seen this so many times that he could just walk up, grab the cocaine out of it. Because we see in a, su- a subsequent like sequence where he is very depressingly going through the bachelor party. Yeah. And he's just doing all the cocaine. Yeah. Literally all the cocaine. And they're like, oh, I guess, I guess he did it all. <laughs> what's up with What's-Her-Face's boyfriend? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, actually, and of all of them, the best callback, I think, in the movie is when... She gives the speech. Oh, yeah. On her last day before she takes the leap out of it. And Don't. that older woman comes up to her and says, you know, the thing about it being such a great speech. And it's like, oh, my God, that's a different response from what he gave. And it's so obvious she's caught in this loop yeah. as well. Yeah. That's such a good callback to what happened earlier in the movie and what's been going on in the movie where you realize there's more to this than we've realized. Uh-huh. Because we know Niles has been trapped in there forever. We know Roy's been, Roy has been trapped in there for quite some time. We know she has been trapped in there for a long time as well. Mm-hmm. And now we have an indication that there are other people who may have been caught in this as well. And she is one of them. She seems but, genuinely happy being yeah, she's like, Yeah, she's like, she's like locked in. Well, we see that that spectrum, right, where, where Niles has found his piece, mm-hmm. part of it in the nihilistic approach that it's the only thing he can have. <laughs> <laughs> we see Roy, who has found an equilibrium, but largely... Little Jimmy over there? He's watering dog shit. <laughs> now get out of here. You're freaking out my wife. <laughs> yeah, he's largely loathes where he is at, but he has found a way to exist. Mm-hmm. And we found, you know, Sarah, who has decided that she can have some fun with this for a while. Once, well, I mean, she, initially she hates it, which anyone would, right? Yeah. Uh, and then she finds a way to enjoy it because she's with him, and she is clearly falling for him. And then she's like, "No, no, I gotta get out of here." And then we find someone who truly has seemed to embrace it. Yeah. No, it's 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 true. It's a it's it's a fun yeah. It's a fun movie with layers. I really did love how they revealed to us like how like he's stuck in the loop like by like those two are like hooking up and Roy just pops out of nowhere and shoots him with a bow and arrow. Yeah. <laughs> and <I was> like, <laughs> what actually is this movie? Because that was very early on. Like there was yeah. no like 
you're waiting for them to show like, oh, like the two of them are just going to get caught in the loop together because that's how you expect it to go. Yeah. But then you realize you're like, oh, no, I have no idea what this movie is going to be because he just got shot in a time where you had nothing led up to that. Right. I, uh, uh, I in, we, in that scene, oh no, actually it's not that scene, that, that's what leads to the first time that they're out in the desert together again afterwards, uh, which is another one that I actually almost forgot about, which is, he's like, what's going on? He's like, you just have to wait. And then when the earthquake happens, he goes, I, he's like, I am the Antichrist. <laughs> and the ground shakes. <laughs> oh man, it's a, well, it's a silly one. Yeah, it's funny because he plays the part well enough early on, right, of being just the nihilistic, like, stoner dude who's mm-hmm. just kind of hanging out. And he seems to be making, like, he plays it He plays it ably early on that he's not anything special or whatever. Like, he's just there. Yeah. And then you find out that, oh, God, no, there's so much more to this. It's like, man, how do you even put that performance on at this point in his life right in this this point in the cycle mm-hmm. and he feels everything feels new everything feels genuine leading up to that point as he like like leading up to like like wooing her like hooking up with her and then he mm-hmm. just gets shot and it's like wow this has just gone to like black comedy right now and we're gonna laugh at him getting shot by a dude who is literally hunting him literally hunting him and we have no idea who this guy is and we don't see him again for like half an hour yeah mm-hmm. yeah it's 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 great that that also oh man what's it oh, I just remember at some point just being like I'm like wait are they ever gonna tell us what happened like about this guy shooting him yeah we talked about that <laughs> it was like a full half an hour before like forget about see him again yeah that, like they even mentioned him again he's like oh yeah oh, wait was, who is that, that guy that- <laughs> yeah yeah and he's like oh yeah that was Roy he's also in the loop he hates me it's like, <laughs> oh. It's like, oh okay <laughs> oh man. I uh, I do like when they do the cut of like all of the people that he's slept with while he's been in the time loop, one of which is Sarah's dad. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> one of which is Sarah's dad, one of which is his other friend. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, like that was before the thing with Sarah's dad, right? Where it's just like, he's like, oh, I hooked up with everybody. Yeah. And they go through a montage of him having sex with many women. And it was bold that she asked, like, did you hook up with the bride? Um... <laughs> Are we really yep. gonna make that sort of judgment? Yeah, well, but that, again, <laughs> that goes back. But still, <laughs> that goes back to the idea of the well-written and the yeah, the callback yeah, because because mm-hmm. that leads to the other part of my note about the well-written is foreshadowing. Mm-hmm. Callbacks, foreshadowing. There's two main ones, right? It's that one where it's oh, did you ever sleep with the bride? No, and you, we don't understand it then. It's like well, you know, and. Fair question, right? For someone who is going through this, is like, do, well, she asked two questions. Did you ever sleep with me? Mm-hmm. But she lies. We'll get to oh, yeah. Oh, that, that, uh, we've done it like a thousand times. Uh, was there was an audible ooh in the theater? <laughs> <laughs> ooh with the three of us. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then the one, the question about, did you ever do it with the bride? And yeah. you see kind of like a shadow cross over her face. And it's mm-hmm. like, and he says, no. And that feels convincing, right? And it's like, fair enough. And we know why she's asking. It's because, oh, God, she's cheating with the groom-to-be mm-hmm. eventually. And that's, you know, that's all foreshadowing stuff. But it also foreshadows his lie to her, you know, about, oh, wow. Uh, you know, no, we never did it. And yeah. there it is way less convincing. Mm-hmm. 
And it's because, oh, wow, they've had sex however many times. And she's got to come to terms with that. And he has to come to terms with the fact that he lied to her about it. And that's yep. really fucked up. Uh, it felt in a lot of ways that part of that relationship felt like when we did Passengers, right? Where he wakes her up, lies about yep. it. Uh, and they fall in love and they're together for a long time and then comes to terms outside of his control that he woke her up and that this was preordained by him. I'm right. sorry, but in both situations, they should have just committed to the lie. Like, I, I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> just commit to the lie at that point. Clearly, it's not going to work well. And you're either way, again, you're trapped with that person. So. Well, I don't know because in both cases they do commit to the lie, and it blows. It up blows up at some point. Yeah, at some point. But because for no reason did Andy Samberg need to tell her at that point. Well, what he was, was a little disoriented from being tased in the eyeball. <laughs> That's true. I forgot about that. That that, that was going on right before that. Um, no. But yeah, no, that central lie kind of dictates a lot of their arc, right? Yeah. He says this and it turns her whole world upside down because she is coming to terms with who she is, who she is in relationship to her sister who is getting married and what this all means when you have a chance to live and relive and potentially fix how this day goes a hundred or a thousand or a million times. Mm -hmm. I have a question because I don't, I don't actually remember. We're going to assume, though, when she, she whispered to the sister, like, something, and the sister, like, freaks out that she yeah. was saying that she was sleeping with her. Yes, yeah, she was telling her the truth. But did that happen before or after, like, it was revealed to us that she was? That was uh, revealed to us that she was... That she was sleeping with the husband. That happened before you, we Yeah, know. we knew. I think that's... No, I don't think we knew yet, because I think no. that's how I figured it out. I was like, oh, she's sleeping. Yeah, that's the it's 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 been implied here and there. Like you, you start to draw that conclusion when she whispers in her ear and you see the face drop. There's like your you're, you're like all but certain, and then you get the it's it's after that that we see for the first time that when she wakes up that you find out who's in the shower. No, we knew already because when she whispers to her sister, that's the last time we see her for a while. Uh, no, that's no. that's. That's not it. Last time we see her for a while is when she did this. Or no, that was right before she left. But still, either way, I think that was before. Was no, before we before. saw that she wakes up with him. She tells him. And then she she's not on screen for the next 20 minutes. No, the so when she whispers to the sister, it's earlier on in her understanding what's going on, thinking that doing something... Um, not like that, like not selfless, but like... Uh, doing something redeemable will get her out. You still don't know for sure what it is, but you make assumptions at that point. Uh, and then she goes to sleep thinking that she has done it, but she wakes up and she's mad and she goes directly to Niles. And I think that's where we get one of the, one of the really funny Niles interactions with his girlfriend in the bedroom because she comes in and she, sna I think she snaps his toe after that one. She's like, Nope, didn't work. Yeah. I don't know. I thought those were two separate sequences yeah. of events. I could have swore when she whispers that to her, we already knew, and then we don't see her until she comes back knowing how to get out. I don't think so. No, I don't think I don't think that's the one. I, I'm not I'm not certain, but I, I'm I'm like I'm almost I'm I'm fairly confident that that's not the the time that that's not the last time. 
nine to because I think that's when I figured it out because I didn't have a suspicion. But then the way her face dropped, I was like, what else could she have? Oh, yeah. Well, you know what it is when we don't see her again for a while? It's actually after they were sitting on the on the side of the road after she tased him yes. in the eye. She jumps in front of the truck. Yeah, that's correct. She then I think in the in that morning, I think is when she can maybe she, that might be when she confronts the guy for the first time where you actually see that it's him. And then we don't see her anymore after that for a while. I'm pretty sure that's how it flows. But um, anyway, uh, they are a couple, a couple of other quick ones. The overacted Bond villain one where they put a bomb in the cake. Fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> that was great. I forgot about that. Actually. Also, I, I guess you're Russian now <laughs> because her accent changes throughout the, <laughs> throughout oh, yeah. the performance. Yeah. And uh, when she's giving him the tattoo, and he's like, "You're getting the jizz right, right?" <laughs> yeah, well, straight lines right, right across with dashes. <laughs> it, it was great, right? Because she says, "Give me a tattoo," and he does it, and it's of a dick. Mm-hmm. And she doesn't know that's what's going on. And then he doesn't. She does it back to him, and he goes, "And you think, oh God, she's getting him back?" And he goes, "Oh wait, you're getting the jizz right, right?" <laughs> yeah, yeah, straight. Yeah, she's like, "Yeah, straight lines across with dashes." <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Also, actually, thinking about that whole sequence, there was actually a really, like, oddly tender moment, which, again, I thought was a pretty good showcase for Andy Samberg, where, you know, she's asking questions, and most of the movie, he's deflecting or declining to answer those questions, and then she asks him. He does feel like he's finally giving some truth to what he is or was, and she she asks him, what did you do before this, and he can't remember. And she's like, Oh, you're going to do a douchey thing where you close down again. And it's like, Oh no, he, he's been in here for a while. Really? <laughs> yeah. Has forgotten. And it's like, that's the first time you get a, cause you're like, you have to assume, Oh, he's been here for years. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's like, Oh maybe God. Decades? Maybe decades. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> maybe more. It's yeah. super dark. Definitely super dark. I would have uh, a blast for, I'd say, Close to like three months. That's I think my max. <laughs> but I would have a blast for those three months. Well, there's got to be a weird cycle, right? Where you go through this is the worst thing ever. I'd have mm-hmm. a week of that. A week or so of depression, like just the worst depression where you're actively killing yourself, mm-hmm. but you keep coming back. And then yep. it's like, okay, fine. How do I get out of this? And then you have a week or two of mixed things. And then there's probably got to be, like you said, a month or four of. I could have a pretty good amount of time having a blast. Having the time of your life, right? Depending on who I'm trapped with. Let's even call it a year of having the time of your life. And then it's got to really set in. And and, and that's where we see him, right? Where it's like, he doesn't seem to care. Like He looks like the ultimate nihilist. And maybe it's the first nihilist in the history of the world who feels like he has a reason to be. Mm -hmm. Like like a really, truly legitimate, like you can't even argue like why he is the way he is. Where it's yeah. Oh, yeah, I can do whatever I want. I can fuck whoever I want, or I can not fuck whoever I want. I can fuck my girlfriend or just let her fuck the other guy that I know for a fact she is fucking. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can try and fuck this girl, this girl, this girl, that dude, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Maybe I won't. Maybe I will. Maybe I'll get shot by that dude who hates me. <laughs> maybe I'll do all the cocaine. And maybe I'll do none of the cocaine. Maybe I'll do none of the cocaine. And, like, that's <laughs> that's the only chance. Like, that's the only chance you have to not go insane, right? Is okay. Today is the day where I'm going to do all the cocaine, right? 
do all the cocaine the day ends. And it's like, Gotta okay, have today, goals. today's the day I'm going to do none of the cocaine. And then you do that. And, oh, today is the day I'm going to fuck, oh, I don't know, 80% of the women in this. And today's going to be the day I fuck none of the women in this. And today's mm. the day that I, you know, fuck my girlfriend. And today is the day that I try and fuck that girl over there. And today is the mm. day I'm trying to fuck that girl over there. And today's the day I'm going to do. I'm just going to not go to the wedding. I'm just going to hang out the pool <laughs> and all day. Like, you know what I mean? Like, right. It's like, I got to up the ante. I'm going after her dad. <laughs> That's <laughs> yeah, that yeah. one <laughs> yeah, Today's the day I'm going to be in the pool all day, and tomorrow's the day I'm going to fuck her dad. And yeah. the day after that is, oh, Roy killed me. Fantastic. And, right. um, you know. speaking, speaking of the of the death sequences, when it starts to get funny, like when there's the, when there's clearly no danger in them dying except for the reset – so like the one when she's still in denial and she's headed directly towards the, basically it's the first ICU line when she's headed directly towards the tanker and he puts his head on the airbag yeah. <laughs> and he's just like all right <laughs> that was pretty great and then the other one was she's hanging out the sunroof and she's like celebrating and they clearly hit like an overpass or a sign or something and he's just hysterical that she just got wiped out of the car. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> that was ridiculous. Um, and then another one, uh, which was uh, alluded to in my tweet length review, but the the grammatical nightmare is fantastic. The line that he says at the end, where she's like, "You get one sentence," and he keeps going on and on, adding ridiculous punctuation that does not belong, and then says emphatic period. She goes, "It's just an exclamation point." <laughs> yeah, dot dot dot. I didn't want to seem desperate. Is his response? <laughs> <laughs> and even that is another great callback right where it's oh yeah no they're out of town whatever and then mm. they show up when they're there. oh i guess well, i wonder when they come back i guess they come back on the ninth <laughs> 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 that was good. what about uh any any least favorite moments i i wouldn't say there was any least favorite like moments per se mm. I uh I I don't have I, there's nothing that I really disliked. It was just that there's there's two mo- two things that I can't really look at, and one is the taser in the eye mix is very cringy. Can't really watch that. And the other one is uh, now that I know when the bride is going to crack her teeth on the cement, I have to look away. Oh, it's 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 the the sound editing is like that's Oscar worthy sound editing when her when her face hits the ground. I do hate anything teeth related. I was say I, I, I don't well like done. teeth stuff either. Yeah, yeah, I feel it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah that's that's the thing, right? Where's where you see it and then you start to feel it, and it's like I I strongly disagree to myself feeling this right now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yep. One hundred percent. We 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 are trying to escape yourself. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> get me out of me. <laughs> it's like it's almost that feeling that you get when you have a bad dream, but you've noticed that you're having a bad dream. You try mm-hmm. to wake up. It's like no, 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 no. This is not happening anymore. Like yeah. I just, yeah. I reject. Yeah. <laughs> That's every one of my dreams ever. Force quit. Force quit. Um, that was dark. <laughs> no, Force quit. She does. Oh, well. she, Gianna, I die in every dream I ever have. So Gianna ah. has a, a running total of all the time she's died in her dreams. or has come very close yeah, to death. N- no, I usually die. Sometimes I end up at my funeral. Oh. I don't know why my brain is so dark when I sleep. I'm actually a very happy person. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. The night's a dark time for everyone. I guess it is. <laughs> the night is dark and full of terrors. Uh, <laughs> well, there's that too. I always think of uh, 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 Blades of Glory. <laughs> and he goes... 
Yeah, the night's a dark time for for the night's a very dark time for me. The night's dark for everyone, but not for people who are blind or people who live in Alaska. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Uh, any other any other closing thoughts on this one? Um, dinosaurs. Oh yeah, I forgot about the <laughs> Is dinosaurs. Is that real? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, probably not because they were on shrooms. Yeah. But- um, there was a lot of that nitty gritty stuff that was fun. Like the time you know, they go to the bar and she's playing darts and he's just, he's played darts a million times so he can hit every single bullseye. Yeah. I love that. The one random like white trash woman is like, this is not for you. Yeah. Like go find it, whatever it is that you need to go find and go do it. And yep. like, she's like, she gives him the words of wisdom and it's actually really sweet and tender, yeah. which is funny because he has the history of thousands of times he's met her, and she only has the history of like that night. Mm-hmm. That she's she got that him, sage advice. Yeah, which feels really targeted and specific to him. And it's like, man, what what an impression he must have made on her in the one night that he has lived a million times. I, I she's left one time. Also, love when he runs to the guy who has the firearms and the bombs and stuff, and he plays the whole I'm your son thing card. Oh, that, is- which- <laughs> <laughs> that was really well done. Man, overall, just a very fun, fun flick. Yes. All right. Well, that's all for this week's episode of Flicks in the Six. We hope you enjoyed it. As always, if you have a movie for us to review or nuggets for us to discuss, you can send those requests to Flicks in the Six at thespintune.com or tweet us at thespintune. Tune in next week for more movie and beer goodness. Until then, I'm Anthony Costanzo. I'm Al Bielsi. I'm Gianna Bielsi. Thanks for coming out. Bye.